WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live on this Friday, January 26th, it is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenslin with the news. Greg Stocker is the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. We've made it to the weekend. Woohoo! Let's have some fun this morning. Don, how are you? Doing great. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Gregory? All right. Um, uh-uh. Hypothetical question. Is, uh, is all, your, all, all your computers still broke? First of all, no, it's back. This is a way too tight shot here. Can we zoom back or zoom? It's. It, it, I, I do not like this. It's 601, it's way too early for a tight shot like this. Hey, so what would you rather have? Yeah. 60 degrees and gloomy, rainy, foggy, or 30 degrees, sunny? Wow. Um, 60. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, The te- I, I start with the temperature. No. Give, no, give me sun any day of the week. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I want... Once- We'll tell you when you're gonna get it. <laughs> I want see. I'm teeing you up, Don. I want sun more than anything. I don't care the temperature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're let's get a. Um, here comes the sun. <laughs> let's do a welfare check here on Stalker. Computers are working. Yeah. Camera's too tight on the face. Way too tight on the face. And he wants thirty and sunny as opposed to sixty and gloomy. I'd rather have thirty and sunny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at least we know where you stand. Thank you. There's the Greg Stalker big take of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of big takes, we have a big take this morning that will feature Sherelle Parker, Ooh. Vivek Ramaswamy, and Al Bundy. Wow. You're, you're not going to get that anywhere else No, in talk radio. Yeah. Probably for, for, for good, good reason. For, 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 for good, <laughs> probably for good reasons. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, also, the RNC has came out and said, you know what, Nikki, just go home. But she says, don't tell me what to do. And Trump says, I don't need it. I don't want it. We'll get to that as we continue this morning. Also, Vince McMahon. I don't know if people saw this story from the Wall Street Journal. I did. Oh, my goodness. Somehow I knew you would find that story. I mean, innocent until proven guilty, but it's not looking good for Mr. He, McMahon. But he just needs to step away. Like, like be be gone already. You know what I mean? Like, let, let the kids and... Jeez. Triple H take over and just be yeah, done with it. Yeah. And you know what? Not for nothing, but if if you're allegedly going to name <clears throat> sex toys after famous WWE wrestlers, yeah, yeah, and then allegedly abuse a younger gal. Oh my God! You're you're cooked. Yeah, you cooked is, is, is a great <laughs> way to characterize it. You're right. Um, I mean, I mean, I had a sex toy once named after the Ultimate Warrior, but you know, it's just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, also, the Super Bowl obviously is trying to enrage football fans. 
And speaking of the Super Bowl, Bud Light will make one more last-ditch comeback effort. We will get to that as we continue this morning. And a lot of other good stories. A loaded cut sheet and all sorts of goodies on a Friday. And then, you know, right around 9.04, all hell's going to break loose. Because that's what happens in the fourth hour on a Friday on this program. People start to act weird. Most notably, yours truly. All right, let's get to the news, though. We have a lot of it. 6.04, round number one, the great Don Stensland. And let's get to it this Friday morning, January 26th. We are at 48 degrees, and some of you, yes, will feel 60 degrees. The high officially for the entire region, 58 degrees. So I'll tell you when the sun will come out, which I know Greg Stocker wants greatly. So a man is hospitalized this morning in critical condition after police say gunfire erupted during what appears to be some kind of a road rage incident. This happened yesterday afternoon, Juniata Park section of Philadelphia, 3600 block of North G Street. So police say there was some kind of a dispute between these two drivers, a 19-year-old driver of a Honda and the 38-year-old driver of a gray Ford. They say the driver of the Honda sedan points a gun at the Ford driver, points the gun. The Ford driver pulls out his bigger gun and opens fire. The Honda driver was shot in the head, chest, arm, and neck, and he then left the area. He, he tried, I guess, to drive to the hospital, but ultimately he was taken to the hospital and he's in critical condition, according to Philadelphia police. So uh, the 19-year-old is the one who's hospitalized. And uh, he's also being held as a prisoner because uh, he's also listed as critical, but is expected to survive. A gun was recovered from the Honda, the driver of that Ford not injured. He remained on the scene, is cooperating with police, does not have a valid permit to carry, no charges filed here. Wow. So they're trying to figure this whole thing out. But uh, in the city of Philadelphia, this is why I always say, if somebody's driving, seriously, if somebody's driving erratically, I do not honk my horn at them. If I can, I'll pull over and let them pass me. Just let them go by. Just discretion is the better part of valor. Give them five seconds, let them pass you, and get back to your day. Oh, my goodness. I agree. So we do have some new information about this escaped accused murderer um, who is not a convicted killer but is an accused murderer who was set for trial to be tried as an adult. So we have an update. First of all, we had told you there's a $5,000 reward being offered for this escaped teen murder suspect. As the search continues, he is considered dangerous. But now, now authorities say that uh, they picked up a, a, they picked up a man who they believe assisted this teenager. So it looks like the teenager gets away. He's in custody but not in cuffs. He's identified as 17-year-old Shane Pryor. He apparently gets away from those those two um, people who were assisting him from the Ju- Juvenile Justice Service Center, the staffers. He had injured his hand. They were taking him to CHOP, and in that hospital, he's not cuffed or anything of that nature. He runs away. He gets away from them. They knew he had some help. Well, now they're learning that he actually went up to the help desk. It's believed he was going up to people or even inside CHOP saying, hey, can I use your phone? Ultimately, somebody let him use their phone, and he called somebody to come and get him and help him out. So, I know, you can't make this. <laughs> I've escaped uh, juvenile detention services, and I'm, I'm charged with murder. By the way, can I use your phone real quick? Yeah. Oh, Excuse man. me, can I use your phone? So uh, so they're questioning this individual who they say assisted him, 
And there were two different vehicles they were looking for. They've impounded one. Ultimately, U.S. Marshals helping out Philadelphia police. And they're, they're saying Shane Pryor is a dangerous, desperate individual and will use every available resource to bring, they're going to use every available resource to bring him back into custody. This is an active investigation. They believe he's desperate. They believe he's dangerous. They can't say that enough. 866-865-TIPS is the number to call. So we want to put that out there. The irony of the last name as well, Pryor. I know. He's got Pryors. Yeah. Charged with um, murdering murdering a woman, uh, you know, in Philadelphia when he was 14, as well as other gun charges, multiple other charges. I'll, I'll just put on your radar this a, a couple of other stories. And I know that the story of the um, uh, Tony Luke's, which is a beloved restaurant here, obviously, in Philadelphia. And so we do have a sentencing here, and this has to do with tax evasion. So it's the original Tony Luke's founder, um, the founder of Philadelphia Cheesesteak Shop, Tony Luke's, and his son, his son, I should say, is sentenced for tax fraud. So Anthony uh, Lucidonio Sr., who's 84, his son Nicholas, 57, both charged with conspiracy to defraud the IRS and pay out in cash. This is a big cash business, and that's where they got into trouble, according to the authorities. And so uh, the founder of the original Tony Luke's, 84 years old, sentenced, as well as as Nick, his other son, conspiracy to defraud the IRS. They're both going to serve 20 months, uh, well over, you know, 20 months after admitting they cheated on their payroll and personal income taxes for years, hiding more than $8 million in sales. And this went on, according to the authorities, from 2006 to 2016. Wow. So $8 million just you know, underneath your pillow. Keep it from Uncle Sam. Maybe any gold bars? I don't know. Any gold bars in the closet? Yeah. Now, in this case, to your point, alluding to gold bar, Bob, (laughs) I I did see a lot of people alluding to, for example, the president's son, Hunter Biden, who's accused uh-huh. of tax evasion and that sort of thing. Yep. And and so ultimately, they say that it's a sad situation. These were six very, I mean, this is a hugely successful yeah, restaurant. And they said that, unfortunately, they were cheating the government, yep. cheating honest taxpayers in this cash um, scheme. And so ultimately, boom, they're yep. going. Yep. Greedy and stupid. 20 months. No need for it. Made a nice life. So uh, we have that going on. The final story I'm just going to tell you about is this story that's making headlines. Alabama has executed a man with nitrogen gas. It's the first cool. time in the history of the country Roll time. this new method has been used. Wow. Governor Kay Ivey saying the execution was justice yeah. for the murder-for-hire killing of 45-year-old Elizabeth Sennett, preacher's wife. She was stabbed to death. In 1988, a brutal stabbing in which she suffered. 1988, so, and she's and he's just being put to death now. Yes, 36 years later. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, it takes a long time. You know, maybe if there was a death penalty like that here, just saying. Yeah, you're all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> the, the I will look at the appeals. To your point, 36 years. So the average death penalty case. The appeals process causes, mm-hmm. on average, $1 million. Yep. This case, because it became high profile and it went all the way to the Supreme Court, well over a $1 million, certainly. Yeah. And so the taxpayers ultimately pay that. Does it say what his last meal was? It's a great question. He, that, I mean, that's what a lot of people always yeah. wonder. Like, what's I, the last meal going to be? I love Waffle House. 
I do. That's my dirty secret pleasure. I love Waffle I do that, love Waffle House. It was Waffle, Ho- Waffle House. And then they said he didn't finish his final meal of Waffle House. How do you like your grits? Regular, creamy, or al dente? <laughs> because, uh, so he only ate half of the Waffle House because yeah. he was afraid that right. he would vomit in the gas mask and choke to death. Well, well. I'll tell you what, if I'm getting put down, I'm not worried about choking and, uh, and vomiting. You know, you know, they do say that, you know, once once your time is up, you you release everything. Oh, I know. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Without being too graphic here on the radio yeah. at 6, 12 in the morning. Yeah, you lose all your uh, bodily mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we have a lot to talk about. I will. <laughs> Don moves right nice, around. Wow. Nice pivot. So, so how does the nitrogen stuff work? It's a gas mask, right? They put on a one size fits all mask yeah. over his head, face. Cool. Right. And so they administer the gas. Now, this guy, they tried to execute him by lethal injection. They botched it <laughs> and the last time around and literally tipped the table so they were trying to find the vein they couldn't find the vein what a disaster. i know i would just be sitting there like would you just get this over with <laughs> this is you know it's an example of the government they can't i mean you can't get anything right yeah. you know what i mean it's like right it's a it's a horrible but yes online a lot of people saying they're focusing on this guy showing his picture i didn't say his name we didn't say his name on purpose mm-hmm. and said the victim's name because she was a mom her son spoke out tearfully and and just said, you know, they my should, mom was murdered, and we did right. we forget we gave forgave everyone. We just want peace. They this should, was a forty five year old mom murdered. They should let the loved ones um, kind of. Uh, they should stand him up like in a in a line and and just have them like you know shoot. Okay. You shoot his legs. This is a you crazy. shoot his arm. The soccer firing squad. You shoot his you know junk. Oh, Gregory. Jeez. It's Greg, awesome. And then, Greg is in this grumpy wow. mood. And then finally, <laughs> finally. Greg, finally Greg's on one today, folks. The, the, whatever, you know, whoever was affected the most by this, you get the kill shot to the head. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, DeSantis is apparently looking at the nitrogen, uh, what did you say, Don? Nitrogen oxide? Yeah, nitrogen right? gas? Nitrogen yeah. gas. Yeah. Nitrogen <laughs> oxide is something else. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're considering nitrogen gas as well, but they're also going to give you AirPods to listen to Taylor Swift before they take you out. Because as we know... <laughs> Florida is where woke it does. goes to yeah, die. It does. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, will, I know we're going to talk about this one, but the closing arguments are set to begin this morning in the alleged defamation case against Donald J. Trump. He, the former president, did take the stand. He was allowed to give yes or no answers by the judge. I know we'll have a lot to say about this, but in this case, he was very limited by the judge. And when he tried to explain himself, uh, the judge was trying to shut him down, telling the jury, don't consider anything else he said except yes or no. So Trump took the stand three minutes in his own. He was only allowed three minutes in his own defense. 180 seconds for the former president. Mm. I just don't understand. I always thought that you were allowed to have your day in court. And so that was, to me, I know this will be a appeal. This whole thing, all of these cases. It was cases- tried already, though. Like, the trial is over. This is just damages. Yeah, I'm assuming the judge doesn't want him up there bloviating, giving like yeah, long-winded he- speeches. That's my guess but, but from the But you judge. can answer more than, you should be able, in my opinion, to answer more than yes or no. I mean, I've always thought, you know, you're being sued. These are horrible, serious allegations. And yeah, you're you are being sued for damages in a case. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, I think if you take the stand and somebody's claiming that you know you did something to them, and you don't remember, but I, okay, I'm the victim. I don't remember 
which year this happened. I don't remember the month, the day. We get I, it, Dawn. You don't believe her. We get it. And I want to believe, and I've covered a ton of these stories, and I want to believe every woman who says this. Mm. And to me, yeah, yeah I don't. No, I, I don't. do. I don't. I just want to look at the no, facts. No, I exactly. do. Exactly. Look at the facts in every case. Where are the ta- where's the tangible evidence here? There's zero. By the way, I'm not saying he did well, this. That point's, I, that point's valid. I'm not saying he did this. In fact, I'm leaning to the fact that he didn't. But a, but a jury found him guilty, so it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like a jury of his peers. That's how we. That's how we do things. Well, they, right? it's not real guilt in the sense that it's a civil case. Yeah, the preponderance of evidence. So is lower. the the important thing about the other jury was a different jury. So the important piece of this that we should emphasize it was a different jury. A, B, they did not. In fact, there were three issues. On the on the strictest one, they actually could have ruled that they believed her that she was physically raped on that higher charge. They 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 said no. They did not believe that. They went to the lesser. And even Judge Kaplan went way out of his way in this case, because this is all going to be appealed, to explain, well, basically, he... No, they did not go for all of it. They did not believe, because they knew in their hearts that there was not tangible evidence of this. Yeah. I mean, come on. You don't know what year it happened? You don't know what month it happened? Really? Jesus Christ. I'm just, I'm just letting you have your moment. He triggered me. He, he Okay. You want to trigger me? Go ahead. He did. He, <laughs> Mom, he did it. He did it. Um, so real quick here, the forecast. I know we're, we're in a dark mood this Friday morning, and there is a thick, dense fog advisory out there, only about a quarter mile uh, that you can see out on the roadway, so p- very poor vi- visibility. Some showers around during the morning. Otherwise, we'll have clouds with Greg Stocker just for you. Some peaks of sun this afternoon, and so um, we're going to see a wide range of temperatures, but we will see to the north and 60s to the south here in the city, we're looking about 58 degrees. So some of you will see 60 today, a very spring-like warm day. Now, Saturday, I've been saying for a couple days now, Saturday is definitely the best day of the week. We're going to have Sun, there will be some clouds, but the sun will be out and make a presence just for Greg Stocker. It's a quiet, dry day. Rain holding off until nighttime tomorrow night with a high of 55 degrees. So just a lovely day to get out and about, get some exercise. Sunday, high of just 43 degrees. Unfortunately, another round of rain. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 618 as we wrap up the week with one more big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And the Big Take this morning is brought to you by Holland Floor covering the Big Take, the fight against being white. That's right. In the year 2024, you know, we live in a world of the biggest Democrat double standard you can possibly imagine. Democrats, the left wing, mainstream media, academia, and other institutions hijacked by progressive ideology. And they love to spew rhetoric and jargon about oppression, racism, diversity, equity, and inclusion, while simultaneously being the biggest hypocrites known to man. I'll never forget one of my favorite episodes of Married with Children, when Al Bundy sought the wisdom and advice of Ironhead Haynes and how the common man can fight back against political correctness. Listen and watch this. I have come from Ironhead Haynes. <laughs> With words for hardworking people who don't give a rat's ass about political correctness. <laughs> Rule number one. 
It's okay to call Hooters knockers and sometimes snack trays. <laughs> Rule two, it is wrong to be French. <laughs> Quite the funny comment. It is wrong to be French. Of course, that's TV, fiction, and entertainment. But the left is telling America on a daily basis at so many different levels that it is inherently wrong to be white. It is happening here in the city of Philadelphia. It is happening in law school in the state of Wisconsin. I'll explain both in a moment. But I do want to revisit part of Vivek Ramaswamy's seven common truths that he repeatedly shared during his presidential campaign. Listen and watch part of this. I was born in 1985, and I grew up into a generation where we were taught to celebrate our diversity and our differences so much that we forgot all of the ways we are really just the same as Americans, bound by a common set of ideals that set this nation into motion in 1776. And this is our moment to revive those common ideals. God is real. There are two genders. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Reverse racism is racism. And I believe that message resonates with millions of Americans. Reverse racism is racism. Heck, you don't even need to qualify it as reverse racism. It's flat-out racism. And we briefly touched on this local story yesterday during the Cut Sheet segment, but I want to spend just a little bit more time on it now. Here's a clip from Fox 29 locally here in Philadelphia with Sherelle Parker and co. Listen and watch this. At City Hall, Councilmember Curtis Jones handed over the blueprint for a safer Philadelphia to incoming Mayor Sherelle Parker. We know we can use this to develop what we're going to refer to as our action plan. Jones chairs the Committee on Public Safety and says in September, more than 140 stakeholders from the community developed public safety recommendations during a crime summit at St. Joseph's University. Not to point fingers at each other, but to point fingers at solutions. The blueprint has over 100 recommendations in education, poverty, health, and beyond. If you actually look at the pamphlet that was handed out, Philadelphia city leaders unveiled a new policy framework, the blueprint for a safer Philadelphia, with an entire section dedicated to fighting institutional white racism. According to the plan, the crime rate will actually go down when there are less white teachers in Philadelphia and every teacher takes diversity, equity, and inclusion training. The honeymoon with Sherelle Parker is over for me. January 26th, 2024, you're officially on the clock. It's time to keep record of what she says versus what she actually does. And if you want a blueprint for a safer Philadelphia, how about we end the failed experiment of letting criminals dictate how they should be treated in the criminal justice system? This criminal justice reform that started three and a half years ago has turned Philadelphia into a glorified hellhole. Safer Philadelphia? How about this? We arrest the bad guys, we prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, and then we throw them in prison. I know it's a wild concept, I get that, but it's just so crazy that it might work. This notion that white people are to blame is racist and dangerous. We need to stop making excuses for adults and those not deemed competent to stand trial for their actions to take responsibility and personal accountability 
for their crimes against humanity and society. Enough of the victimhood, uh, victimhood culture. Sherelle Parker was supposed to be right of Jim Kenny, and maybe she is, and we'll see that in time. But as part of this action plan presented by Curtis Jones Jr., it makes me think she's the equivalent of Brandon Johnson in Chicago, who took over for lightweight in the Windy City. But time will tell. Now we head to Wisconsin, where first-year students at the University of Wisconsin Law School are being taught, quote, there are no exceptional white people. That's correct. When I went to law school for all of three months in Nashville, first-year students took criminal law, contracts, torts, and legal research and writing. But in Wisconsin, first-year students are being put through mandatory race re-education, a mandatory seminar that told them there are, quote, no exceptional white people, and that, quote, white people collude together to commit genocidal attacks. Here's an excerpt of what actually transpired. The students were lectured in the seminar by Joey Oteng, who is officially the Dean's Fellow of Inclusive Excellence at Ohio State University Moritz College of Law. Oteng also refers to himself as a, quote, social justice educator, Ph.D. student, lawyer, blogger, and educational consultant on his Instagram. Students were given literature to prepare them for the lecture, which included the document 28 Common Racist Attitudes and Behaviors, and each type of racist attitude listed was followed by a reality check and an alleged consequence of that attitude. I kid you not. For example, being colorblind, according to the material, actually means a person is afraid to discuss racism. First of all, what in the world is the Dean's Fellow of Inclusive Excellence? Sounds like another made-up title to justify a waste of a salary. But imagine going to law school at 22 or 24 or 35 years old, spending, because I looked, $36,000 a year to position yourself at Wisconsin so that you can go into civil law, family law, corporate law, or criminal law, only to be told you're racist. Because that's exactly what is going on here. Now, of course, Tom Evers is the governor of Wisconsin, a Democrat, so nothing will change. But it's a shame that a Republican isn't in control because they would and should strip that state funding for that law school. Further details, though. According to The Federalist, a source who attended the session said parts of it felt like a confessional rather than a seminar. The unnamed attendee said that students were asked to provide possible slurs for different racial groups. Mind you, this is law school. But said, quote, when it got to white people and the derogatory terms used for white people, Oteng was implying that it's okay to laugh at white slurs because white people don't have any problems. Vivek Ramaswamy said it best. Reverse racism is racism. And I'll reiterate it one more time. The left is loaded with hypocrites, double standards, and flat-out frauds. Welcome to 2024, where it's wrong to be white. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, The Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in with thoughts and reactions, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, in the comment section on YouTube and The Big Take this morning. Brought to you by Holland Floor Covering, the region's premier flooring dealer. 
Family operated for over 50 years, providing exceptional service and professional installation. Visit their two showrooms in Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more at hollandfloor.com. We'll come back at thoughts and reactions to that, as well as the RNC saying it's a wrap for Nikki and why Trump doesn't want the RNC's concession. We'll get to that as we continue next on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. It is January, it's a new year, and they are ringing it in in style and wishing all of you a happy 2024. Piazza excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line both located on Lancaster Avenue, where you will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. Find your new or certified pre-owned Infiniti, Maserati, Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online right now. Do it literally right now during the next commercial break. You'll be glad you did. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. And then there were four. It all comes down uh, to uh, this Sunday. Four teams left. Kansas City at Baltimore. uh, Detroit at San Francisco. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, a partnership with the Valley Forge Casino, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel is America's number one sports book and it has all your favorite bets like the money line, Point spreads, over-under, so much more. Plus, you can do prop bets, too. Right now, every day, there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at an even bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg right now if you don't already have an account. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHT. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5, unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. So many good stories to get to. The RNC, we'll get to that in just a moment. James Carville with some really odd comments about Donald Trump. That's coming up. Also, survey says customers have soured on self-checkout at the grocery store and in retail stores across this country. We'll get to that story. Vince McMahon, Bud Light. Also, Eric Adams. Shades of John Fetterman saying social media is an environmental toxin. What's up with all these Democrats that are all of a sudden making sense? All these common sense statements that they're making. Did, did, did Mayor Adams have a stroke too? Did I miss something? <laughs> you th- wait, wait. You think it's a it's an environmental toxin? Well, he's saying it basically about our our youth of today, not necessarily like climate change or anything like that. Yeah, I, I understand. But okay. Yeah, we'll All get right. to, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get All to right. that. Okay. Um, but you know, I I just I'm still blown away by the Sherelle Parker clip that we played yesterday in the cut sheet, and then I find out that the University of Wisconsin is basically telling people in law school at Wisconsin that yeah, white slurs are okay because white people have no problems. I don't know, Dawn, Greg. I would imagine that there's somebody in our audience listening that's white that maybe is living paycheck to paycheck. That could be a problem. Maybe they have medical or health concerns. Maybe their kid's a pain in the butt. Uh, me, you know, there's all sorts of things out there 
that white. So I know it's 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 going to blow academia away, but not every white person roaming planet Earth is living this white privileged life with a picket fence and a gorgeous yard, eighty thousand dollars sitting in a in an IRA somewhere like. This ridiculous, and this is the thing that bothers me the most, locally and at Wisconsin, like the Sherelle Parker stuff, like I'm, I'm getting a little, like all these speeches are great, what she says she's going to do, and I get it, you've been on the job for, uh, you know, 25 days or whatever, um, but I want I want results now. I'm tired of the SEPTA stories, I'm tired of the shootings, um, white teachers um, are not the problem for crime in this city, uh, having cops that aren't able to do their job and a DA that doesn't prosecute crime is the issue. But then in, in, in Wisconsin, you know, it's bad enough that we have indoctrination in, like, elementary school and high school. But imagine being in law school at 23. Or, and look, some people go to law school later in life, right? You could be 40 years old going to law school. Imagine sitting there as a grown adult with a bachelor's degree or a master's degree already. And, and some schmuck is sitting there telling you it's okay that, uh, you know, white slurs are okay because, you know, white people don't have problems. I'd get, I'd get up and walk out and get my refund back. I'd walk right out of that law school and transfer. What I would do. Well, University of Madison, University of Wisconsin Madison has a special DEI degree. That's where our new DEI head, the twenty five year old who makes hundred and thirty G's that they just hired, she has a special certificate from there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is all comes so, connected together. Yeah. All right. So yep. I thought I was just trying to add something. Okay. Little, well there you yeah. go. All right. So you could we could all, I don't know if we could do it by a Zoom degree or if you have to go there in person. <laughs> by a Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> but we could all get yep. that degree and that could uh-huh. tee us up, you know, man, tw- 25 to make that kind of coin. That's pretty good. Not a bad life if you can get it, right? You get that certificate. There you go. The RNC looks like they're ready to give Donald Trump a certificate as they are moving. This is a very big story that came out yesterday in the, I think, the evening hours. The RNC is moving to declare Donald Trump as its presumptive nominee, which I find really interesting. And honestly, it's a foregone conclusion, right? We all realize Nikki Haley has no path. Well, the RNC is now reviewing a draft resolution that, if approved, would declare Donald Trump the party's presumptive 2024 presidential nominee, even as Nikki Haley continues to wage a campaign against the frontrunner and former president. The draft resolution, which was obtained by the dispatch yesterday, was proposed by David Bossie, an RNC committeeman from Maryland and close Trump ally. His effort to put the National Party on a general election footing behind Trump follows RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel saying after the former president defeated Haley in Tuesday that it's time for Republicans to unite behind the frontrunner and focus on defeating Joe Biden. They go on to say, quote, resolved that the Republican National Committee hereby declares President Trump as our presumptive 2024 nominee for the office of the president of the United States and from this moment forward moves into full general election mode, welcoming supporters of all candidates as valued members of Team Trump 2024. It's what we've been saying. I know, Dawn, today was the day you were hoping and wanting. I know. Maybe even demanding that Nikki close up shop today. Nikki, it's time. Yep. Uh, Well, the Haley campaign is having none of it. Um, This is from spokeswoman Olivia Perez-Cubas, who said, Who cares what the RNC says? We'll let millions of Republican voters across the country decide who should be our party's nominee, not a bunch of Washington insiders. 
for all of those tracking and doing the math right now, Trump sits with a 32 to 17 delegate lead. Well, I agree with you that she has no path and, you know, it's really kind of pointless for her to be in at this time. Did you see the amount of donations she got? She got another million yesterday. It, it, that's what I mean. It's like, two it's, million it's, since it's, Tuesday. She's, she's being bankrolled. She's being bankrolled. So, like, I don't know. It is if, wild. If you're being bankrolled and you have, you know, these people that are in your corner, I guess fight it out to, you know, fight it out for another day, right? I don't know. I, I mean, with all the money coming in, I mean, people, and take this for what it's worth, because I, I just see these things on social media and report back to you as an esteemed journalist. Wink, wink. Um, everybody's saying that Nikki's basically a Democrat plant at this point, because the, the amount of effort and energy by all of these big-time donors to continue investing such substantial funds into the Nikki Haley campaign, it's like, man, you think the court system and the DOJ want Donald Trump out? I would argue that, and I get it, you know, court indictments and prosecutions are different than dollars donated. But from a financial standpoint, doesn't this just reek of, hey, we'll, we'll burn through any amount of cash we have to to make sure that Donald Trump's not the Republican nominee? That's the feeling I get so far, Dawn. And Trump wants no part of it, by the way, from the RNC. He said no thanks. He basically, and I'll read his truth post in a moment, but he's basically saying, no, we'll solve this in the ballot box. I don't need the RNC saying this thing's over. I'll do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, and among, so a lot of people, remember, remember Sarah Matthews, who testified against Trump and J6, yeah. made all the claims about you know what what happened it went but it was the hearsay or whatever she she i saw that she had tweeted out done join me in donating to at nikki haley here mm-hmm. um so never trumpers but a lot of democrats and that's and greg had brought up the point the other day about the independent voter and should we be concerned about that but on the other hand look at the write-in campaign that for example joe biden had in new hampshire and so he had a ton of Democrats write that in. So they're pretty much lined up behind him. Mm-hmm. And then a, a lot of other Democrats were switching over and voting to Nikki. I don't think they're voting for Nikki in the general. No. You know what I mean? But I don't know. No. To Greg's point, yeah. are all of these a uh, huge number of independents, and is that is that the sliver of information we're looking for as to what could happen in the general? Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer. Trump posting on Truth Social yesterday, while I greatly appreciate the Republican National Committee wanting to make me their presumptive nominee in all caps, and while they have far more votes than necessary to do it, I feel for the sake of party unity that they should not go forward with this plan, but that I do, but that I should do it the old-fashioned way and finish the process off at the ballot box. Thank you to the RNC for the respect and devotion you have shown me, Trump 2024. So that was Trump yesterday on Truth Social. Kind of interesting. Um, he doesn't want the RNC to give them this presumptive victory, but also simultaneously doesn't want to debate Nikki Haley, to which I have said from day one, look, there's no reason for Trump to do any debates against any of these Republicans because the polling shows there's just nothing to gain from it. Obviously, a different story when we get to the general election and it's you know Trump against Joe Biden, presumably. Um, that's where you're absolutely going to want to debate. I will say this, that I believe that Nikki Haley being in the race is showing uh, Trump's weakness with voters in that the independents are, are, are breaking for her. And there are a large swath of Republicans that are going for her. So, um, you know, we said this before, will they at, you know, during a general uh, 
turn back and vote for him. I, who knows? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think so. So um, if he needs to make up any ground, I believe it's with, you know, that faction of the Republican Party and the independents if he wants to win the election. And suburban women. I mean, suburban women, if you think about it, you go back and you look at the 2020 data, some of the real clear politics websites, the you know, the sites that have a lot of the data driven metrics, you know, the deep wonky type of stuff. Uh, suburban college educated women outside of Philadelphia. So, you know, Bucks County, Montgomery County, things like that in Georgia, another swing state outside of the Atlanta City area in the suburbs in Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee, uh, also in Arizona on the suburbs of Phoenix, and also in Michigan, in the suburbs outside of Detroit, Michigan. Those are areas that maybe lead, they were basically, I'm not saying they were all in, but if you look at the numbers, Trump did much better with that demographic in 2016 than he did 2020. If he can win some of those women back in 2024, now I don't know if he can post Roe v. Wade, but that might be the recipe and the secret ingredient to get a victory. I would argue right now, too, by the way, that Trump, from a VP standpoint, if in fact it matters, find somebody that can get you a swing state victory. And I think a female is more important than an African-American male. Well, that was going, you know, yesterday there was all this chatter because everybody, I think everybody does love to talk about who could be the Veep. And so Marco Rubio's name keeps coming up and people were pointing out, well, he's from Florida. He's Cuban. He doesn't necessarily deliver the Hispanic vote. I love Sarah, you know, I've said all along, I love, love Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I just do. So she's my choice, Lee Stefanik. And then, and then of course, Gabby, um, um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard. excuse me. I almost called her Gabby, Tulsi Gabbard. She was on, and people were talking about her. I'll just point you to the RNC reportedly that resolution that he's the presumptive nominee. Did you read this? His true social post? Yeah, just did. From last night about the presumptive nominee. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, he wants that party unity. And so I think that was a good statement. Yeah. I I would also argue, as we wrap up this conversation, uh, if Trump could find, and now you're going to be playing the identity politics card. That's what you'll be accused Mm -hmm. of. But you know what? If you have to do it to win, so be it. Um, If if Trump could find an African-American female in a swing state that's a Republican with pedigree, that's got skins on the wall and accomplishments, and one that could talk Kamala Harris under the table... Trump's your winner in 2024, if that person exists. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the first hour. James Carville says Donald Trump can win the election if he's, quote, treated like a normal candidate. What in the world does that mean? The details next on Kale & Company. Real Philly sports fans, I know you love the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only online casino and sportsbook app. I ever recommend, and for good reason, 24-7 live casino action. Just download the Bet Parks app right now. All your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Plus, you bet on pro football playoffs right now. All your favorite sports, Philly hoops, Philly hockey, college basketball, so much more odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. The casino comes to wherever you are. Play the hottest online slots or play blackjack, roulette, baccarat, or Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. Get winning on the Bet Parks app. It's so simple. If I can use it, you know what I say. 
Anybody can use it if I can use it. New users, join me right now. Join, just download the app. You get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. All the details are right there on the Bet Parks app or at betparks.com, P-A-R-X. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. So much good stuff to get to on today's program. We're going to get to James Carville to kick off hour number two. He's been on a weird one lately. Remember, he was uh, last week. We were talking about Donald Trump with a little bit of the blood on the hands. We were wondering if they were sores from, you know, golfing or they were paper cuts. And James Carville made a, a tongue-in-cheek comment. Oh, it's syphilis. I think he was joking, uh, but that was pretty odd. And now he's saying that Donald Trump can win the election if he's treated like a normal candidate. We'll get to that to kick off hour number two after Dawn gets to the news. Uh, what's on the cut sheet coming up just less than an hour from now at 745. Also, some great stories um, with customer surveys on the souring of self-checkout. Vince McMahon, a major bombshell sex trafficking accusation for the former CEO of the WWE. We'll get to that story. Uh, Bud Light, the NFL, the Super Bowl in the news as well, uh, and a plenty of other good stories. Also, have you guys been paying attention? Uh, and we'll do this in the 9 o'clock hour after the cut sheet. Have you seen the story of the three Kansas City Chiefs fans what a, what that a, mysteriously yeah. died? Crazy story, that is. That is bizarre. It really is. It, there was four of them. Three of them die, and now the father of one of the deceased thinks the fourth is up to some shenanigans, and there's some funny business going on here. They were drugged or something, yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah, They're awaiting autopsy results Wow, right now. What a story, and we will get into that a little bit coming up in the 9 o'clock Crazy hour. story. It really is. Uh, so all of that's still on tap this morning. 855-839-1210 to climb in. We'll come back. We'll get to the news. And then we've got to pick apart James Carville, because I read this story uh, on foxnews.com, and legitimately every quote that he utters in regards to Trump, I completely disagree with, and we'll break that down when we come back. Nick, Don, and Greg, Hour 2 is on the way. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Download the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. 855-839-1210. We are at 1210WPHT on social media. What's on the cut sheet coming up? 745 this morning. Still ahead, we have to get to a handful of stories, uh, including Bud Light's quest for redemption at the Super Bowl, Vince McMahon, Wall Street Journal, Major Bombshell, and James Carville's prediction on Donald Trump. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. Round number two at 7.02, the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning this Friday morning, January 26th. We are sponsored this morning by Budget Blinds in Kale & Company News Live. So multiple investigations across our region as well as the suburbs. So let's talk about it this Friday morning under a dense fog advisory. One man hospitalized in critical condition this morning after gunfire erupted during what appears to be, according to police, a road rage incident yesterday afternoon, Juniata Park. 
although I don't know that the two men involved in this were from there. They were driving through. So a 19-year-old driver of a Honda, 38-year-old driver of a gray Ford, and at that point, investigators say whatever was going on here, the driver of that Honda, the teenager points a gun at the Ford driver. Ford driver pulls out a gun, opens fire, and the Honda driver was shot in the head, chest, arm, and back. He ultimately is the one in the hospital. As far as the Ford driver, we're told that the Ford driver was not injured. He remained on the scene, is cooperating fully with police. Does not He does have a valid permit to carry. He does have a valid permit to carry, but no charges have been filed here. So we'll see what the answer here is. In other words, did he feel the person was pulling out a gun, was going to kill him? Mm-hmm. Was this a self-defense situation? That's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Yep. Absolutely. So I that's what it what we're inferring from reading in between the lines from the police statements, but we shall see in the city of Philadelphia. Five thousand dollar reward being offered as the search now continues for this escaped teenager who is a murder suspect considered dangerous and police releasing new surveillance video images of this seventeen year old identified as Shane Pryor, generally we do not ID teen suspects. However, this teen in particular had just weeks ago been, um, the courts had decided that Shane Pryor would be tried in the murder trial as an adult. And that's why you're hearing most of us in the media releasing his name, because he's being tried as an adult. Just want to point that out. You see him. So the story was that he was being transported by Juvenile Justice Services Center staffers because he had a hand injury at the center and they were bringing him to the ER there at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and that in the emergency room parking lot, he got away. He was not cuffed or restrained in any way. When you see this new video of him, you see him apparently after he ran away, he goes into... He goes into at least one facility, including the the front desk there at shop, and you see him using his hands. It does not appear he has a hand injury, by the way, and ultimately he gets somebody to loan him a phone. He's asking, can I use your phone? Mm -hmm. And so he uses the phone. He calls somebody to come and pick him up. They did. So now apparently that individual who came and picked him up or helped him is the one in suspect, in, who's not a suspect, but is in custody. A little fishy here, right? When you think about it, he doesn't look like he has an injury in the video to his hand. And at 17 years old, going on 18, what what type of hand injury would he sustain in that facility, unless there was a fight or something like that? I don't know, maybe he broke his hand, right? Um, but what, what type of injury would lead to him being rushed to an emergency room? That That, that doesn't seem standard to me. I mean, you know, not that... Not, not handcuffed or shackled or anything. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, zip tied. Yeah, yeah. Or yes. zip tied. Just a zip tied. Yep. You know, juvenile detention centers, I'm, I'm assuming they don't have a bunch of medical staff on hand, at least the one that I worked at didn't. But they do have first aid and they can have somebody come in, you know, perhaps from the county that works in the medical department mm-hmm. to examine the hand there. The whole thing just, I don't know. I'm not saying they broke protocol or anything, but it just does, it just feels a little weird. Because now that you see the video, in other words, yeah. it looks. It, he looks fine. Yes. And as as parents, you know, we look at our kids like, oh, let me see you move your fingers. Ah, you're fine. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? Like, did he dupe the staff? I mean, I don't know. When you, I mean, when you look at the video, and I think that's part of the reason they wanted to release it, you can see him. He's motioning with his hands. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. He does not appear to have no. some major, to your point, there's not a broken arm or hand. Right. 
So the U.S. Marshals assisting Philadelphia Police 866-865-TIPS. That's the tip line they're asking us to release to you, $5,000 reward. And they remind the public, Shane Pryor, they say is dangerous and desperate. Call this number if or call 911. Actually, do not approach him, in other words. So we've got that one going on. Uh, a warning from suburban police. They're issuing an alert to the public in the upper Marion area, so mainline area. All of these, a string of break-ins this week into vehicles. <clears throat> what we know in Philadelphia, we call them smashing grabs, where they're smashing your, smashing your window and a ton of vehicles that happen in the overnight hours. So they're saying, please, don't leave anything in your vehicle visible, such as, you know, a laptop or a bag, anything, because they're smashing the windows, mm-hmm. causing a ton of damage, and taking items. Wondering if this is part of the um, the uh, burglary tour 2024 <laughs> that we were talking about a couple of days ago that you mentioned. <laughs> they're just tourists, yeah, Nicholas. That's right. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, we had closing arguments beginning today in former President Donald J. Trump's civil defamation trial to determine how much money he will have to pay. Writer E. Jean Carroll, former magazine columnist, alleges Trump raped her in a department store back in the mid-90s and defamed her, she claims, when he denied her claim. And in a separate trial last year, a civil jury did find Trump. He had sexually assaulted Carroll. They believed her that he sexually assaulted her. They did not go for the cha- the the upper charge that he raped her. They denied that one, but they did believe as well that he defamed her in those 2022 statements. Trump has claimed she was trying to sell a book, briefly took the stand three minutes, and we talked about that one earlier. Alabama executes a man with nitrogen gas, first time in the history of America. It's a new method that this is the first time it's ever been used. Governor Kay Ivey saying the execution was justice for the murder-for-hire killing of a mother, and preacher's wife, 45-year-old Elizabeth Sennett, back in 1988. So the preacher's wife actually was an insurance scheme. Her husband paid two guys to murder her for, for insurance money, and the husband preacher actually committed suicide when it all started unraveling. And ultimately, the other suspect has already been, he already received the death penalty. This person yesterday who was executed with this nitrogen gas he he was the last, the final person. Uh, one of her, her son, the victim's son, she was stabbed at least eight times and Ugh. suffered a horrible um, slow death, according to authorities. 45 years old, mom. The son spoke out tearfully and just said uh, they forgave everyone, including the father, his own father. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a tragic case all around. For sure. If you're ever going to commit a murder in Alabama and you're going to get nitrogen gas by the death penalty, your your last meal, I would recommend, should be Dreamland Barbecue down in Alabama. That's just my <laughs> personal disclaimer. And then go to Dreamland yes. for the rest of your existence. And you go to Dreamland. Or forever. hell. Yes. <laughs> Whichever. In a, in a handbasket. Yeah, please, please. Uh, we've talked about um, Tony Luke's owners, uh, very famous, sentenced to prison 20 months in jail for those tax crimes that's making national headlines for sure and amid this fog advisory i will just remind you <clears throat> last night we could not see the full moon the wolf moon but tonight you'll be able to see it oh nice i'm gonna go out on my deck and howl oh yeah exactly <laughs> get out and howl so let's get to the forecast, shall we? We're sponsored by Budget Blinds this morning. 
Let's talk about it. This is the all-important forecast. It's Friday afternoon. By the way, the Sixers and Flyers are losers. They both lost, okay? So um, Sixers lost. They were away. Flyers, Indiana. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Pacers. Joel Sixers. still had 31 points, though. Oh, they, did he? But none of the starters played in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all tired and injured, right? Yeah. 134-122. Flyers, three zip loss to do to the Detroit Red Wings. This is this is Joel's uh, thing though. Like he'll score 70 points mm-hmm. and then he'll get He's into, exhausted. He'll get into the playoffs and he'll score two. Well, did you see Milwaukee <laughs> hired Doc Rivers? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. They uh, brought yeah. in the the Sixers former coach they yep. gave him 40 million dollars. Yep. You know what's going to happen now, right? What? The Sixers will play Milwaukee in the playoffs oh and Doc God. Rivers is going to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Stop. Spoiler. We don't want that prediction to come true. <laughs> All right, fog advisory this morning. Otherwise, so we are going to have some clouds, but the sun will peak out. It's going to be a lovely afternoon, allegedly. So ultimately, we're going to see highs nearing the 60s. And south of us, you know, 60-ish, so 63-ish. For our region, it's more like 58-ish for Philadelphia suburbs, South Jersey, and beyond. But by all accounts, it's going to be a lovely Friday afternoon. And then tomorrow, wow, what a beautiful Saturday for you. We haven't had one of these in a while. So we're going to have more clouds than sun, but we will have sunshine tomorrow. And it's quiet. It's a dry day. Rain holds off until Saturday night late with a high. We're in the mid-50s for your Saturday. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah, it's going to feel like spring. Yeah, get no sun though. No yes, sun. Yes, yes, we will have we will have moments mm. of it. Uh the sun peeking through. Yeah. So okay. partly cloudy, partly sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Op- Opelka, Opelka will be out golfing in the mud. Give me sun. Yeah. yeah there will be some sun. Okay. It's not going to be like All right. It's not going to be like a blue blue sky with yeah. bright sun, but it will be sunny. Those yeah. days are coming. All right. Sunday 43, uh chilly, kind of raw. Another round of rain Sunday. So Saturday, the best day of the week. So let's talk about Budget Blinds. I'm so excited that Budget Blinds is one of our sponsors because we all could use some blinds. Blinded by the light. <laughs> you guys are on something. I know. You guys it's are Friday the same morning. stuff Joe takes before his speeches. <laughs> you guys are like Kamala giggling before her, uh, you know, her mandatory uh, once a month appearance in word salad. I know. Uh, you know, she makes a lot of money. Uh-huh. We don't know what she's medicated with. Right. Maybe Allegedly. we should have what she's having. Yeah. Yeah. Alleged, yeah. alleged medication. Yeah, the Kamala cocktail. <sighs> Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up. Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, floorings, molding, affordable rates. Visit their showroom, Philadelphia. Visit their website, Tommy D's. Dot com. Thank you, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, for sponsoring our news at 7 o'clock. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 713 on this Friday morning. I don't know what James Carville is on or what planet he lives on, but this is a remarkable story on foxnews.com where James Carville predicts that Donald Trump can win the election. Okay, I got you there. If he's treated like a normal candidate, Democratic strategist James Carville advised the media not to treat former President Trump like a regular candidate as campaigning for the presidential election heats up ahead of November. Carville said Wednesday on MSNBC, quote, this is not a typical election. All right, I got you. Okay, right there. I'm fine with that. Carville complained that there is a, quote, massive effort to normalize Donald Trump's candidacy for president and then compared the Republican frontrunner to Nazi military leader Hermann Goring, one of Adolf Hitler's closest lieutenants. So let me just stop right here. 
Carville is saying that there's this massive effort to normalize the candidacy of Donald Trump, to which I say, where? By who? When? There's nothing normalized by mainstream media about their coverage of Donald Trump. He's been vilified by the left and the mainstream media as Hitler. Kamala has come out and said, oh, January 6th was worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined. Carville went on to say, quote, nothing is normal about this at all. And if you watch his speech last night, he's referring to Trump's victory speech in New Hampshire Tuesday night. Quote, it was completely unhinged. Now, this is another take by another person on the New Hampshire victory speech that was labeled radical, aggressive, over the top, unhinged. We've all talked about this on Wednesday and Thursday on the show. From what we watched and what we played on the cut sheet, it was your standard run-of-the-mill victory speech by Donald Trump. I don't know where all these talking points are coming from and how anybody is arriving at the conclusion that his speech Tuesday night was anything different than you would normally get for Trump. I thought it was congratulatory. I thought it was, you know, uh, upbeat. It was positive. I mean, it was he was not ranting and raving. He wasn't raging at all. And this massive effort to normalize. I mean, we've had guys like Van Jones crying on TV about Donald Trump. And they hear him speaking. It makes him shake in his boots. No, normalize a massive effort for Donald Trump. I, I don't see where this comes from. And these people are so, let me use the word butthurt, because that's what just came to my mind. These people are so butthurt <laughs> over the fact that Trump thumped Nikki Haley in New Hampshire that they're all acting now. And I get it. Like, you know, you think about Carville's career, Bill Clinton, 30 years ago. He's a Democrat, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's basically saying we need to go further to vilify and make this horror show that is Donald Trump if he becomes president again. Do you guys see anything? And I, granted, I don't see a ton of mainstream media. I get most of it from what we get on the cut sheet and what we do and what we talk about from stories. But I, I don't see any effort from the left or MSNBC or CNN or any newspaper publication that's trying to normalize Trump's candidacy. They basically said he's a threat to democracy and he's going to be a day one dictator. I think they've painted it just the way they have intended to, to make the guy look like the reincarnation of mm-hmm. Hitler or Satan. Yeah. So I don't know what Carville's taken. Carville, you guys have to understand, Carville says stuff just to get reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's his that's his MO. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the syphilis comment was something that he knew was going to get people talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of said it tongue in cheekily. He's a brilliant look. Look, he's a brilliant guy. Say what you will about him. He's a brilliant guy. He helped get Bill Clinton elected in 1992. Yeah, like he's just he's a very smart political guy. Um, but he he just says stuff sometimes just to get a reaction from people. It, it, it's almost like he's advising the mainstream media to ratchet up the heat even hotter, right? Yeah, like because he's portraying it like. You guys are normalizing this, and by the way, if you keep normalizing it, you better be careful what you ask for, because he's going to be back in office for another four years. God forbid we can't have that. So, James Carville, I'm not sure what he's taking. Probably the same stuff Kamala takes before a speech, but that's just an assumption by this guy. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Coming up next, the CNN survey says Americans have soured on self-checkout in retail and grocery stores. We'll get to this as we continue. Kale and Company, Nick, Don, and Greg, back after this. 
You know, my kitchen is really the heart of my home. I think of all the years cooking dinner, sitting around the kitchen table, helping the kids with homework as we sit around the kitchen table. But, you know, it's it's a little outdated. If you're looking around, maybe your kitchen, maybe one or more of your bathrooms are outdated. You need kitchen magic. I need a little magic, too, in my kitchen. They're local, family-owned, and operated since 1979, and their experience team has transformed more than 60 thousand spaces so a dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choice for refacing custom cabinets backsplash counters or let's say tub shower conversions to get exactly what you want and it comes with an industry leading warranty that's important too and by the way cabinet refacing involves the art of bringing your kitchen into the 21st century and i love that because ultimately they have a special cutting edge composite material that not only look better, but are much easier to maintain. You think about, if you go to their website, just go to kitchenmagic.com and see all the different makeovers. Even if you keep, let's say, your same granite counters, but you change the cabinets, that's what I'm looking at, because I have the wooden cabinets, kind of looks outdated. But to just brighten things up, it's really exciting and just updates your home so that, you know, you look like you're in the... 21st century. So right now they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your remodel. Wow. Visit kitchenmagic.com, kitchenmagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, sometimes I say things and you say, oh, you're off your rocker, Nick. No, I'm just ahead of the curve. Local story technically here as well. Drexel University publishing the results of a study in the Journal of Business Research that has found out customers in the retail world, as well as the grocery store universe, have soured on self-checkout. And a new study says there is proof. A lot of people down on this, much like myself. I've been down on this for months and months and months now. From theft to scanning errors, retailers across the country are running into headaches with self-checkout after rolling out the technology aggressively over the last decade. And now research finds another problem with self-checkout, fading customer loyalty. A new study released by Drexel shows the following in the Business Research Journal That regular checkout has run its course. Customers feel more rewarded by a store and, quote, feel like they are treated more valuably when using regular checkout. But because it involves less effort and cashiers handle the scanning, the bagging, and the payment process, Drexel researchers have found, quote, the saved effort during the checkout process and the customer's sense of entitlement explain the effective checkout type on customer loyalty, extra effort required to check out and bag purchases, and the expectation of being served by the store were negative consequences of self-checkout and decreased loyalty to the store. Now, how about this going around? You think I'm just off my rocker when I come in here and I say I went and did my groceries on a Friday in Bluebell at Giant, and I didn't like the self-checkout because they only had one register open with a customer uh, going up there with an actual human being checking people out? Science says, survey says, courtesy of Drexel, Nick Kale's not alone. 
I will always go to a person when when there is one. Agreed. The line isn't thousand percent, but super long. This has been a cost cutting measure for a lot of these places. Yeah, it's not working. Groceries and retailers. Uh, five, but they checked out other places beyond the grocery store. By the way, here's the problem too: is that now that they're doing these bag, uh, these plastic bag vans, yeah. or you know, you have to charge extra for them, is that you know you have to bring your own bags. The self checkout uh, counters aren't mm-hmm. big enough. Yep. So you put your bag up there, and then that sets it off. And then you put something in there that sets it off. And then yep. the light is constantly going, mm-hmm. and it takes you twenty minutes. I know to check out. It is. It's. It's ridiculous. And it, it's not just the uh, the giants. It's not just your local grocer. Uh, all these wherever you might shop. Uh, five below the discount toy retailer said that merchandise losses at stores has increased because of self checkout. Dollar General is having issues as well. It's been a long time since I've done the dollar store. It's a heck of a bargain. Uh, And also, stores such as Target and Costco dealing with this as well. I mean, I I think a lot of people are at the point now where, especially with some of these sensitive ones where, like, you know, you scan your cheese, you put it in the bag, and then you grab your loaf of bread, you scan that, and then it says, please remove last item. And then you have to hit the continue button, you take it out. Sometimes it's real slowed and delayed. And then, of course, there's always somebody that's working, that's watching, like monitoring, like the hall monitor of the self-checkout area where, like, the six or seven little, you know, setup shops are. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just feel like if we got rid of those and just stuck that person in a register... We would all be happier shoppers on a daily basis. I agree. I agree. And by the way, the speed at which they do it is way better than what we can do by ourselves. Oh, they're like wizards. They zoom, zoom, zoom. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with you know waiting a little bit longer to have somebody do this. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the self checkout thing is just it, unless you're just going in there for three items, right? Um, then I think the self-checkout thing is helpful. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a full grocery shopping, hell no. And, hell no. And I'm not asking for anybody to bag my groceries. You scan, I'll bag. Yeah. I'm, I am totally, I, I'm not saying I need to be treated self-entitled, uh, any of this. It's just the machines are so inconvenient and mm-hmm. so so finicky. Yep. That they're frustrating. And then you look back at the guy behind you who's waiting to get in, and you know he's steamed up. He's like, this, would this idiot hurry up already? <laughs> so it just creates a ripple effect of negative vibes in the whole store. And then you have, a, like, it says, put it in the bag because everything's based on weight. Mm-hmm. And then the ding, ding, and the light's going off, and then you Horrendous. have to wait for the person to come over. Right. And they're just, like, trying to hurry. You know, they're just, like, scanning with their key card. Yep. They're, it doesn't help anything. And so... For retailers, I think there's another piece of this. It's not just that the customers are fed up with it, mm-hmm. but the problem here is retailers, we've talked about it, scanning errors, um, all the people who just leave, yeah, you know what I mean, who get away with, like, whether it's even by accident or mm-hmm. on purpose, they have great losses. Yeah. But now it's a new loss because people would rather, according to the Drexel study, They'd rather go to a place that has full service. Oh, absolutely. So the customer loyalty to whatever store you're going to go to mm-hmm. is out the window. They uh, should incentivize self-checkout for us. We should get a 5% discount yeah. off our total bill if we do it exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Jesus asked for a poll, and I believe that we yeah. we need a poll, I on, love YouTube, a good poll. on the YouTube chat. So 
do you like self-checkout, right? Yep. Is that the poll? That's the poll. Okay. Yes or no? Yes or no. Let's keep it simple. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Phil, if you can put that up for me, that'd be great. And I would also say this. The other inconvenience, too. Now, like when you get your head of lettuce, usually it's wrapped and you can scan it with a barcode. But there's, you know, tomatoes. There's there's other items, cucumbers. You know, I made chili last weekend. I bought a habanero pepper. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no skew on that. So then you got to do the search and you got to type up. You yeah. go to the category of yeah. produce. And then I got to type in, like, when I get my uh, Roma tomatoes, R-O-M, there it is, pops up, search found, click it, and then you weigh it, enter the quantity, you know, but yep. the, the, the the cashiers that work there, I'll tell you what, they got so many of those things memorized, you hand them a bell pepper, they're like, oh, that's 8911. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, and with, so I think about Aldi grocery stores. I know, I got to take you up on that idea. I'm hearing, yeah, you great, gotta, I'm hearing great values there. Yeah, great values, but also... They, you leave it in the cart. So everything, in other words, the check, they have a checkout person. It's not a self checkout. Yeah. So they take everything in your cart, then they put it back in another cart. And then, so there are no bags involved, but it's not self checkout. Why don't you, you might as well just do that. What do they do? Pull out the big skew gun and zap it? So they, is that how they do it if you don't take it out of the cart? No, they, they actually, um, take each, you know, they take each item and they put it back in another cart. Oh, okay. But, you know, the point is that, and they don't have bags because you could just take the cart out to your vehicle. Yeah. There's and, a, well, the Sam's Clubs of the world are like that. They've been yeah. like that forever. They don't give you a bag. There's a, there's a grocery store in my area that I go to that, that is more expensive, but they only have cashiers and I will go there just because I just don't want to. Yeah. You just you don't know, want to deal with it. Don't want to deal with it at yeah. all. I well, just... I, have a, I have a local grocery store in my neighborhood called McCaffrey's, and it's a, it, I, I don't know if they're a chain or if they're independently owned, and it's just a one-up, it's a one-stop They're spot. right across from the Aldi. Correct. And the, <laughs> the giant down the road on DeKalb Pike from me, they I mean, giant is a big conglomerate, right? There's giants all up and down the East Coast. They can't afford cashiers for cost-cutting measures, but McCaffrey's can. You did hear what Don just said, I right? Did, I it's know. right across the street from Aldi's. I know. I think I've actually been in Aldi's once. I got like a massive amount of uh, Rice Krispie treats for my daughters. Yeah, they, they, they had some unbelievable sale. But this was this was years ago. This was up in the Lehigh Valley at an Aldi's in like 2017 or something. But yeah, you're there's right. still some things you're gonna. So you could run over to Aldi and get you know fresh produce some. And it's high end stuff. It's just a, then you can run over to McCaffrey's and get all the stuff that all because Aldi doesn't have everything. Yeah, you're but they right. they have a ton. Mm-hmm. You're right. So you could go back and forth. Then you can hit Chipotle, Home Goods. <laughs> it's all right there. I know my one little stop <laughs> wow. shop area. By the way, how but, do you know that area so well, Don? Like you, you don't live over there. Not be, that far from it. Because okay, what are you fifteen minutes? Full from there, disclosure. Don? Yeah, the girlfriend lives on ah. the way to there. Ah, so we drop. A certain oh. person off at the girlfriend's house. You don't mean your husband's girlfriend. You mean your son's <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> I say so if my he's... husband had a girlfriend, I would just say, could she could she help with the lawn work? <laughs> be like big love. She'll be my sister wife. <laughs> so is David dating a uh, a Montgomery uh, snooty Democrat? No, would you stop? I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm surrounded by a lot of kids. surrounded by a lot of uh, a lot of progressives. No, in the they're lovely. Area. They're farmers. They're... By by the way, by the way, full disclosure: Dawn and I uh, went to a football game a couple yes. months ago together. Not together, but we were there at the same time. Yes, uh, I saw I saw David's girlfriend. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. beautiful nice. young lady. <laughs> Good God, my lord! What? I was like, man, poor kid. He's gonna have his heart broken. Good job, David. <laughs> David. Stocker showed up and introduced himself, and it was like. 
Hold <laughs> I know. I've become that Transformers mom who says, like, wow, you're gorgeous. Yeah. You know, Transformers. Yeah, man. And then uh, Dawn told Greg. You want to pound it? <laughs> no, come then, on. Ew, that's right. She's, she's like, Stop. kid, man. Come oh, on. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought this was the college uh, no. kid. Oh, okay. Stop. It's the high school one. That's my fault. Stop. All right. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And I have a lot of my brother and sister-in-law live not far from the Aldi. I'm just moving on here. Changing yeah. this. They live not far from there. Let's well. get it back to bell peppers. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. Coming up next, we'll work our way towards what's on the cut sheet and uh, devastating, huge, massive bombshell news yesterday from one of the most powerful uh, executives in really the history of American entertainment. The details next on Kale & Company. But, you know, when we think about the Piazza Auto Group, and for me, my son Michael, my my stepson Jonathan, we're great customers of Piazza for a reason, because they always just treat you so great. They treat you like a first-class customer, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And you get that great deal because they also can find every different kind of vehicle across the region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. We all here, we love the Piazza Auto Group, the Piazza family, and we're just so excited to help the Piazza family. We're just excited to welcome two new members. So welcome in to the family of dealerships. We're talking about Infinity Ardmore as well as Maserati of the Main Line, both located right there on Lancaster Avenue. And yes, you're going to receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've always come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your new or certified pre-owned Infiniti, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and so much more. Check them out, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg, 855-839-1210. The phone number, get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. You know, I am never surprised when wealthy, elitist, egotistical one percenters are found guilty of something just appalling or even accused of such. And right now, accusations remain accusations and allegations are allegations. But a major bombshell accusation coming down yesterday, uh, courtesy of, I got this from the Wall Street Journal, uh, Vince McMahon, the former CEO of WWE, um, has been accused in this new bombshell sex trafficking accusation. Now, I'll just stop right there. He's not accused of trafficking, you know, minor children like this. Not, um, you know, this is not like similar to the Epstein stuff, but equally disgusting and disturbing if uh, proven true. As a former WWE staffer, has claimed that he paid her to keep quiet after um, a non-disclosure agreement was reached in which the accuser was supposed to receive $3 million in a settlement. So this lady, Janelle Grant, who agreed to this NDA in 2022, only received the initial $1 million installment. She did not get the other $2 million. 
And she is claiming that she is the victim of all sorts of, and I'm not even going to read some of this. I'm not even going to sit here and say, hey, turn the radio down or tell your kid to cover up his ears. If you want to read this really, this I mean, this is really, really, really disgusting stuff. Uh, the Daily Mail has a free version of it. I read it behind the Wall Street Journal's paywall. Um, so Janelle Grant is claiming she's owed $2 million. $2 million. Uh, there was all of this uh, forceful sexual intercourse with allegedly. All, allegedly. With all sorts of uh, adult toys. Uh, we can leave it at that. And there's also a link to one of the former WWE superstars who was also a UFC heavyweight champion where people are claiming that Brock Lesnar was involved in this. Um, they go on to say that the lawsuit comes as McMahon is reducing his role within the company. And I think the timing of this is very interesting. I always, I'm always curious about motives. Because, and this is a little in the weeds, but I'll give you the cliff note version. Basically, the WWE and UFC uh, have merged together under this brand called TKO. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the higher-ups that is involved with this. This also comes, so if you're looking at it from a timeline standpoint, the WWE and UFC merged. Um, and then this past week, the WWE and Netflix agreed to a 10-year, $5 billion streaming deal for their Monday night television show. And then yesterday, this comes out. So I don't know if this is the uh, plaintiff, you know, waiting for the right moment, or if this was something that was vice versa, where WWE wanted to make sure they got this Netflix deal before they knew this story was coming out. Well, we know that he, Vince McMahon, he being Vince McMahon, paid women to stay quiet. He's got a history of a lot of... Look, at a very minimum of infidelity. That's why. That's why he stepped down before because it was alleged that he did it. Yeah. Um. With with funds from the WWE. Yes. That was fourteen point six million dollars that he paid out to several right. women, other women, which is a crime because you can't be using those financial uh, dollars earned via the company through like stocks and a publicly traded company and, and be paying like so. He's got all sorts of issues going on. Um, if this is true, uh, this latest one, uh, he can never be, first of all, he's got to be, whatever title he still technically has oh, within the company, of, he's got to be out. Like, with the bad and hair. And never seen on TV ever again. The bad hair dye, and just like, he's, dude, you're becoming a joke, the man. Face, he's what? got, like, this little fake yeah. mustache going. Whether these accusations are true or not, it doesn't matter. He, he needs to be gone yeah. and just let... The kids and whoever else, you know, this new company yes. take over because he's just he's he's tarnishing that reputation. So we had a whiff of this last year yep. when the Wall Street Journal had reported that there was this invest the WWE was investigating this alleged three million dollar payment from McMahon to a departing female employee following a consensual affair. Yeah. So now she's breaking her silence. And this is a legitimate news story in a in a legitimate filing in court. The mm-hmm. allegations include charges that the wrestling magnate defecated on her head during a threesome in May of 2020. She alleges he sex trafficked her to other WWE executives. Yeah. And she claims that he sexually abused her and caused bruising and other injuries, including with sex toys, sex toys which he named after wrestling stars. It's kind of disgusting. Those are the allegations. Thank yes. you, Dar. Yeah, yeah, you're reading that right from the news report. And, and yeah. th- this is from one of many news reports. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm looking at the court record. So this is he the filing. He essentially pimped her out to other wrestlers and people within the company. Is what they're alleging. Is yeah. what they are alleging. And I tell you what, um, you know, he's. I mean, you know, you talk about you separate all the allegations or even some of the stuff that's been proven true. The guy took you know wrestling from like a regional property. It was you know y'all love some wrestling. It was like a southern thing, and, and it became. I mean, it's. All the mainstream networks are dying to get a piece of it. Netflix, yeah. CBS, Fox, ESPN. And you're just at a point now where, uh, and Stephanie McMahon, the daughter, has walked away. She's really not involved. So it's her husband, Paul Levesque, who is known as Triple H. He runs the company now, essentially. But you have got to, if this is proven true, this new merger with TKO, WWE, and yeah. UFC, he's got to be, like, whitewashed. You are 100% correct, though, Nick, when you said that the timing is suspect. Not suspect because of the release of it, but they wanted that Netflix deal. I I can almost guarantee you they pushed up that announcement because they knew that yes. this was going to drop. We have to get week. $10 billion yes. dollar deals done before the negative stuff comes out. 100%. 100%. You know that was in a boardroom meeting. Yep. yep so... We'll I'm just going to say out. this. It's yeah. horrible. It's icky. If, if, if it's all true, it's horrible and icky, and you're exactly right. But I will say this as a woman. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you always first have the absolute right to say no. And so to claim that you were se- sexually trafficked or human trafficked, which is in the news because we have children, you think of the, the, the sounds of freedom. Yeah. and it, it's, it's bad wording. It, it's poor wording yeah. in here, and that is problematic for me and bothersome to me because ultimately, um, and, I, and I get it, she's, claim, she's alleging she was, a young, she was an adult, but a young, very young adult, impressionable, mm-hmm. and claims that he said that I, I own you, I control you. I, okay, so there was that going on. Right. She was still an adult. Yep. And so this narrative in the media where she's not you know where she's just portrayed as this victim and ultimately it would you could argue that she's speaking out and and outing herself because nobody well, outed her but herself let, let, let me ask but you she this. outed herself i should say if because you're the female here and there's a lot of men that would want to know the answer to this question had vince mcmahon delivered on the promise of the nda of all one million dollars three times she was due three million dollars if Vince McMahon gave her all $3 million and she still came forward with this and, quote, violated the NDA, how does that sit with women? Because it still doesn't make what Vince McMahon did right, even though he paid this person. Because then there's, you're going to have, like, chauvinist guys out there that are saying, well, you agreed to this. Why are you running your mouth? Like, those people exist. I don't know how that sits with females. That's why I'm would, asking you. I would turn it around and say what strikes me here. Is that she didn't, she did not get paid and she's speaking to that. She's saying, I only got a million. Right. So if you're going to be allegedly freaky and do these sick things, nothing's for free. Yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be cynical, but you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, to, to not pay this individual, um, you, you know, it, it, the whole thing's nasty and icky and, and I yeah. get it, but I'm just saying as a woman, and as somebody who reports on real human trafficking of under, especially underage girls, that's what and boys that yeah, we think of. It's very different. Yeah. This is very different. So okay. the, you know, not, the word victim, the word human traffic. We, I think we have to just be yep. careful. I yep. agree. All right, seven fifty. Let's get to a Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the, what's on the- 
Mark Cucino on this Friday's brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of, of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Heard Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring the ever-important and always the best Friday edition of what is on the cut sheet. Um, let's have a little fun, shall we? It was a very dark, yes. <laughs> disturbing story. Let's get goofy. So um, let's talk about this TikTok video of a trans man oh, looking for tampons for men. Okay. okay. So this person, I be- it looks to me like they're in a Target. <laughs> and, Were they locked up behind plexiglass? And uh, they only see the pink and purple version of tamp of tampax tampons uh-huh. and they want the ones for men so, so this like for a nosebleed he wants the blue ones so they go up for they they go up to this 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 lovely lovely man who just does not know what to say is trying to be polite is <laughs> trying to do his job and part of me is like is this a like is this a bit like is somebody just doing this as a joke but from everything i've seen this looks like it's a, it's serious okay. so uh, take a look. If you want to go to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you want to see the video. Uh, but you can definitely, you know, make it out on, on what you're hearing over the radio. Right. So this is cut 13, Phil. Uh, go. All right. Out here, shopping for tampons, but uh, they don't have the tampons for men in yet. I'm asking. Hey, excuse me, sir. Um, so I found your normal tampons, but I'm actually looking for tampons for men today. Where would those be at? Oh, uh, let me see the one you got. I got these. Okay. But I, I want the ones for men, not those. Um. I don't see the word uh, woman on here. I think these are the ones for men. They're unisex. Uh, no, you see how it's all like pink and purple? Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not trying to pay the pink tax on this. Um, I I just want normal tampons. Pink tampons? You know, like the, the ones marketed for men. For men? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's like, get out of here. How confused he is. I don't think they're happy. Well, they have to, right? Like, they got, they got dude wipes. Um, I, I want dude that, wipes. but, you know, for tampons. For men? Yeah. You want tampons for men? Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that you guys don't carry that? So you, what you're saying is that you're not inclusive, or um, definitely not. Uh, definitely I not. They have these here. Uh, I think these are uh, uni, unisex. Right. So <laughs> one size fits all. Utilizing these, kind of like for all people. I don't but see how it's pink. I don't want to pay the pink tax on that. Like I just want. What's the pink tax? I don't know. I'm gonna have that extra tax. This this box here is uh, seven ninety nine. Is this California? I don't know where this uh, is. Seven, uh, seven thirty-nine. It's a little cheaper. You want to get this one instead? I'll put this one. You back. want the Bobo version or the legit brand? Are those for men though? Like, does it say dude on it? Uh, I'm looking. This poor kid. I know. Yeah, this is uh, ensure every person has the product they need. Oh my lord! Every person. Yeah, we've gone insane. Oh, okay, you know that—that's yeah. actually very helpful. If if that's the best you could do, uh, thank you, thank you so much for your help today. Okay. That's yeah, that's way better. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So 
is that is that a biological male right there transitioning yes. to female? Okay, yeah. so let me well, make sure I got. Can the we earth. describe them? Yeah. So one the <clears throat> the one asking the questions is a is a biological male with very uh, dyed blonde hair, blue eyed blonde haired male. Mm-hmm. The young man who's working at the store is in a red, almost like it's Target. It's yep. like a red uniform shirt, mm-hmm. and he's a very clean cut. Um, clean-shaven young man, probably in his early 20s. Right. He's African-American. He's just like, what's going on here? And he's a very, you know, obviously a very professional, kind, patient individual. And so the narrative here is, and and this is a media narrative, the white men, I don't know, are crazy. And (laughs) African-American men are like the last group of men who are like allowed to be men. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, this is, you know, I feel badly for the whole situation. It's just like mental illness. It is. And it is. And I, I'm a kind person and I'm a kind hearted person. But you know what? It's just this whole thing of, oh, this is for everybody. Nope. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Guess right. what? Guess what? Yeah. Only women and girls and biological females bleed every 21 days. Mm-hmm. Boom. There it is. Men, biological males, you do not. And you do not have a period, right. and this is not this is not a product for you. Mm-hmm. It's a product for us, and we women and we girls we're we, we're allowed to say this. Yeah. and I'm sick and tired. Good. of all of this. Good, keep going. Can I just say one thing real fast? The pink tax refers to the tendency for products marketed specifically towards yes. women to be more expensive than those marketed towards men. So that's, that's that's where did that originate? By the way, I'd be I'd be willing to bet that's a California thing. No, that that is true. Like if you get like Clinique, Clinique. I'll give you an example. There are certain things that are marketed for men, mm-hmm. like lotions and stuff like that. It's the same product. Yeah, but if you go to the men's lotion, yep. it's the same thing, right. As the women's, but it's cheaper. So three so that is three observations or questions from that video. Why is it that when we talk about the transitions that are happening, it is predominantly, and now maybe this is just a TikTok thing, so many more men are transitioning to female than vice versa. We don't get many stories of females transitioning to men. Yeah. It's usually, and I'm talking about TikTok, I'm talking about the sports world where the man transitions to female and then dominates female sports. It is, I, I have no idea what the numbers are. Maybe there's data out there that totally disproves what I'm about to say. I would think it's like 80, 90% of the transitions are men to female. That's, that's my first observation. So, so, so somebody on there is saying that that is a female who's trying to be a Well, that's what male. I was wondering. That's what I was asking. It's hard to tell. That looks like to um, me like a man, but I wasn't sure. Um, but then secondly, here's where I have to call out these people that do this. Now, I don't know if that was a real-life uh, situation, or he and he was dead serious, or he was trying to get a reaction to point out, oh, there's tr- all this raging transphobia that goes on in, in retail environments. But I would have said, if I'm the Target employee, why are you filming me? Yeah. You know, like... Which, which also makes you think that it's, it's right. set up. Like, we sit here, and Maybe. this is content for us because there's audio and video, so we just react to the fact that we have the content. But if you're on the receiving end of one of these situations, you just probably have to look up. I mean, my guy's there, you know, he's restacking the Pringle cans, and he looks up, and (laughs) and this guy's recording him. Uh, Do you have the blue box? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. And the poor guy, you're right, Dawn. He was so even-keeled 
Like, he legitimately did everything he could to figure out, you know, if there's another variety available. <laughs> he had more patience than I did. I'm like, dude, right there's yeah. what we have. I'm, I, I'm paid 12 bucks an hour. What do you want from me? Yeah, you're you're not a woman. You're not a girl. You don't, you know, there are there should not have to be. It might be a girl, though. It might be a girl, but so maybe ultimately tampons are for are for biological females. But there is a tampon for transgender men. What? There is. I just found it. Dude, it's a Finnish brand. Dude ponds. Yeah, there is one. It's it's from Finland. Of course. And uh, it's always the Finns. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm. Yeah, they're the lesser Scandinavians. As I'm a Scandinavian, I'm Norwegian. Say that, Don. You uh, so it came out right before Christmas, mm. and the brand is Vukaset. Yeah, Vukaset. Vukaset. There yeah. you go. Just yeah. uh, wow. Um, more nonsense from TikTok, shall we? Uh. So there's a new thing now where th- thruples. Okay. Not ruffles like the chip. No, this is thruples. This is three parents are raising one child. Okay. <laughs> so we have a mom, a dad, and a uh, an independent. I, I I don't know. This person. It's a three party system. <laughs> is demanding representation for kids with three parents. Okay. Hey, parents beat poli- parents Look. beat politicians to the third party. <laughs> Look. If anybody want to come, wants to come and help me and my wife raise my three and a half year old, I'd be more than willing. To, you know, we have a we have a room in the basement. You can come and you can live with us. It's fine. He's ninety nine percentile, and he's full of energy. But but it is. Uh, but but this is actually three people who I believe are in a relationship together. So I don't know how that works out on right. your family tree when you when you do that in kindergarten right. like this is my mommy this is my daddy yeah. this is my other daddy this, this isn't is my man is it no okay um this is cut 14 phil go become a bigger advocate for raising children in groups of three or more because like i get there are lots of people who are very happily single parenting or raising their children as two sons that's great for you but for those of you thinking about doing something different i just want you to know like it is possible to do so because there is no representation of us right there's no bluey episode about the kid with three parents but we're out here just doing our thing and in our case a single parent by choice teamed up with an existing couple we decided to make a kid together and raising that kid as a group you could be in a romantic couple you could be three best friends you could have more adults involved if you want to so long as you're all committed to this child rearing thing and certainly it takes some extra negotiating, right? The more people you have, the more opinions you have. And we had to have some hard talks about things yeah, like who was going to be genetically related to our child and who wasn't. That was tricky. But also it was kind of just a moment in time in comparison to the 18 plus year commitment that is raising a human being and putting them out into the world. Because, oh my gosh, raising kids is so much work. And it kind of reminds me of the early days of like union organizing where people were fighting for an eight hour work day so that they could have eight hours of rest and then eight hours of daily life. Like that's what we need as a parenting group. So right now my husband is at work making a paycheck my co-parent is at the daycare center with their kid and i'm about to have a nice cup of coffee and go work on my novel and that yeah. is what we're that nobody will read. Wow. so tired at the end of the day that sometimes we're like gosh do we need a fourth person involved here oh my god hey strength in numbers thinking about it if this is something you want to learn more about like we are here we are doing this thing and it can work it, beautifully it's that it sounds to me like this person just wants to loaf and yeah. drink, drink coffee and write a novel is... while the other two people are out working and raising yeah, exactly. a child notice notice this, right. notice the speed of the delivery of the Ugh. speech that's yeah. an obvious indicator that that person's having a live real life breakdown <laughs> 
but you know what it is? I, I think they, they need such a support system because they're so overwhelmed by their own personal right. existence, right? Like, it's one of these things where, oh, my God, life is just so unbearable, and it's just, I can't even wrap my head around my daily, my daily routine that I need so many other people. This person, prob- I'm just going to guess, probably doesn't have parents anymore. Maybe their parents passed away or whatever, and they're just looking for, like, this massive support system. So he's got a husband at work, mm. and then a third co-parent, gender TBD. We do not know the third uh, third parent gender. Could be another guy, could be a girl, it could be pan pansexual. We have no idea. Remarkable. The third the third parent is out with my child at daycare. Yeah. Oh he's he's going to get back to writing his novel. And he's going to have a cup of coffee. We should send him a Kale & Company mug, like I'm using here. <laughs> he can write his novel while he streams us. Oh. I mean, l- l- yeah, okay. Donnie, man. Remember when, like, a single parent could raise, like, five kids? Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And have two jobs <laughs> or three? It's just... Look, I know that's not an ideal situation, yeah. but, like, what are we doing But here? you know what this does? This 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 plays into the, the message Kamala Harris gave us, like, a year ago. You know, we... Our children are all children of the community and the, the government and the education system's going to raise your child and teach your child... This, this this is all along that line of, hey, man, the more the merrier. It takes a village to raise a child. Look, raising children is hard. Oh, I, I will get say it. That, I, I but... get it. That's why they created alcohol, though. <laughs> Not third parents. Um, if you notice, I'm, I'm starting here with a lot of uh, non-political things because yes. we were very heavy with politics all Yeah, can week. we get I back just, to... Maybe we can spend two more hours talking about <laughs> Trump v. DeSantis. No, I found what way more interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. So this Oregon high school coach resigned after being forced to support males playing in female sports. Okay. So he, uh, he, he resigned. You know, he didn't want to do it anymore. So uh, this is what he said about that. This is cut 16, Phil Go. Hi, Dave Brown from Stan Tall. Last night, uh, my wife and I resigned our uh, head coaching positions for varsity and JV girls tennis at our high school we are at. For the last 25 years, I've coached uh, varsity basketball, varsity tennis, coached in over 1,090 games, won 667 and lost 423. have had a lot of success, but I finally reached the point where I had to resign last night because of boys playing girls tennis. And the reason we did is we're just not going to support boys playing girls sports. This is wrong on every level. These are not girls. They're boys saying they're a girl. They're playing a fall sport, come back and play a girl sport and go back to playing a boy sport. All I have to do is change the paperwork in the district office. I'm not going to support it. I'm never going to lie to a kid. I'm going to support my wife who was a pioneer in Title IX. And every other girl that's come along now expects every adult to do the right thing and protect them. We're not protecting girls now. K through 12 and women's sports. We're allowing men or boys to play in these sports. It's dangerous, it's wrong. We have boys in the locker rooms watching girls go through their get ready for practice or a match or a a game. How wrong is that for a girl to have to endure something like that? What we would have called five or six years ago, somebody going to jail is now acceptable in high schools and middle schools. This is absolutely wrong when a girl has to fear this, but she can't say anything. And if you're in a public school, at least in Oregon, you can't say anything or you will be ostracized, you will be put down, you will be shamed, and you just don't have a voice. People can't stand up and and say anything, but I will. I'm going to say this is wrong on every level. You should contact every school board, 
uh, member that you have in your area and say, there's no way we're doing this. Contact administrators. But say it. And say it strong. Just do it. Great work out of him. A lot of courage to do that. Resigned. He was very successful. Had a pretty good winning percentage by my math there on the fly. And this is really a slap in the face to Title IX and everybody that fought to have these equal rights. And now it's just a, you know, they love to use the word invasion. Um, you know, we hear about these select stories. But as I've said before, Don, if there's such a market for transgender sports, if we can create third parents... Why can't we create a third uh, bracket of sports? <laughs> we'll have men's sports, women's sports, and trans sports. Right? We can have three parents. They don't want that. Mm. Because they, that's, it's like the Wild Bill character. They, they want to, there's something else going on here. They want to be you. They want to be you, that female. And they want to take your spot. And there, there's, there's another piece of this that nobody talks about. But remember the local story, UPenn teammate um, Paula Scanlon was, you know, I did that great event. We did, WPHC, we hosted that great event locally here a couple months ago in, in Bucks County. Paula Scanlon, swimmer at UPenn against somebody who was one minute, biological male, then came back as a fifth-year senior, mm-hmm. had to compete against him. She was somebody who had survived a sex assault, Paula Scanlon. She had survived that and had to stand in her locker room and witness a fully <clears throat> equipped male, six foot, you know, Thank four, whatever, God. And, uh, she, and she went to her coach, went, they, they wouldn't do anything. That's abuse. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, he's exactly right. It, it's, it's a serious situation. And the fact that we allow this, it's insane. It is. I, I would also like to know, because every time I see these stories, it's usually the guy that was not doing well. He was yeah. just a middle of the road average athlete as a male playing boys or men's sports and then makes the transition. So my mm-hmm. question for the trans uh, athlete switching, are you doing this because you really believe you are a woman or are you mad that you're just you know, mediocre in men's sports, but you love sports so much that you're willing to go through all of this just to have glory in athletics as a, quote, female. That's what I would like to know. Because I came to the realization by the time I was in 12th grade that I was just a marginal, mediocre high school athlete, and I would have to find something to do in college and find a profession that was not going to be athletically related. And I and never once did I say, you know what, man, I'm just, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm like a 6 when it comes to football. Maybe I'll become a girl and I'll be a 9 out of a 10. That thought never entered my mind. I don't know. Maybe it does for these people. But that's 22 years ago and the world's changed. John Fetterman bucks his party again. (laughs) Man, this is crazy. I'm telling you. Imagine. I can see it now. It's the year 2036. John (laughs) Fetterman, Republican nominee. It's coming, folks. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, Chuck Schumer is pushing to uh, regulate this product called Zin. It's a nicotine patch, uh, nicotine pouch, excuse me, uh, because he says they're being pushed to teens. It has has lit smokeless fires among uh, some uh, conservative lawmakers. Uh, He says, I'm delivering a warning to parents because these nicotine pouches seem to lock their sights on young kids, teenagers, and even lower. And then use the social media to hook them in. The Senate Majority Leader said at a press conference this week, urging the FDA and FTC to probe the product. Well, John Fetterman uh, says he's going to err on the side of more freedom. I'm telling you, man. It's coming. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Cut 15, Phil. Go. I'm going to err on the side of more freedom and personal choices of those kinds of things. And I made that same argument when I wanted to legalize marijuana. 
like in you know half more than half a million Americans die every year from smoking and t- tobacco, uh, or you know tens and tens of thousands die from alcohol, and I think there's bigger issues to address than than that product. So I, I don't support, and I would never in, uh, support snuff or chewing tobacco, but it's available. I'll never forget uh, about six weeks ago, <laughs> the Babylon Bee with a headline that said, Progressive Senator has stroke, recovers, becomes conservative. <laughs> and that's basically what you're seeing. You know what's amazing here mm. with this is uh, this also goes along the lines of the Biden administration's attempted ban of menthol cigarettes. Um, this is where I think when you know, freedom, first of all, and you're an adult, right? Smoking, menthol sure. cigarettes, snuff, dip, tobacco, chew, whatever you want to call it, alcohol. You're an adult. You make an adult decision. It's personal responsibility and accountability. There's plenty of things that can kill you. McDonald's can kill you if you eat too much of it. Everything can kill you. Everything's too bad for you if you have too much of it. Um, I'm with Fetterman. I err on the side. And as you said many times, Greg, the bans don't work. Nope. They just make you want to go after it even more. So, good work out of Fetterman. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I'm with him. And I'm not a smoker. I'm not a dipper. Any of that stuff. I think it's all disgusting. But you know what? It's your choice. You're an adult. Uh, Joe Biden was in Wisconsin. He bragged about creating. <laughs> this is amazing. All right, well, let me this. let me let me just play this. This is this is a um, this is a short clip anyway. Uh, let me play this. This is cut a four. Phil, go. Fourteen million new jobs since I became president. One hundred and sixty-nine. New jobs in Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. Congratulations. <laughs> the 14 million I created, 169 <laughs> in the dairy state, the cheese state. I don't know what they call Wisconsin, but they created 169 jobs. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. He had to meet 169,000, right? Or 1.69 million, Well, right? he, made a mis- he made a mistake the other day in North Carolina, too, where he said some really low number. And if it's true, like if that if that number is true, right. why the hell are you ba- uh, right. bragging about it? I mean, I, I can imagine somebody created 169 jobs in Montgomery County. <laughs> this guy's talking about the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, and one more uh, piece of audio uh, that I found from him yesterday. Uh, what the hell is Joe Biden saying? Part oh, part, in, part due. Part infinity. Uh, <laughs> this is cut three, Phil. Go. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's start again. Cut three, Phil, go. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why he's talking. Whoa. They all laugh like they know what he said. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> well, they, they speak Bidenese. Bidenese. Bidenese, yeah. It's the ability to understand what Joe's saying. That's far worse than the clip we played for you a day or two ago that we clipped on Twitter. Do you think so? Oh, my God. I... I I think he was trying to say beer brewery. And All right. b- 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 let's, let's play this out and let's see if we can understand. Let's try and use our decoder rings and decipher what Joe Biden is saying. I'm going to play it one more time, okay? Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. It's in the Great Lakes. What? What was the uh, the old tongue twister? How many uh, how many pickle piper peckers? peckers? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about right now. And how much wood could a woodchuck <laughs> chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood, could you Peter, imagine Joe Peter, saying that? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers. How many pickles did Peter Piper pick? Right? Oh man. Anyway, 
Do we have the clip from, from two days it. ago? I would it. love to do a compare and contrast because that clip that we clipped on social media that a lot of people were reacting to on Twitter yeah. was far more understandable than whatever the hell he said at that brewery yesterday in Wisconsin. Here we go. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> I think he said, don't mess with the women of yeah. America if you don't, unless you want to wait. We'll teach Donald, Donald Trump, Trump a lesson. A valuable lesson. Don't, don't mess, mess with, with the, the women, women of America, America unless you want to get the benefit. Unless you want to get the benefit. I don't know what that means. Unless you want to get the benefit. Okay. Can, can we play him back to back, side by side here? Yeah, hang on. Let me, play, let, me, let me play what he said yesterday in Wisconsin. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. <laughs> That's me on an NFL Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Trump should debate him as soon as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. President, just let him speak. Yep. No doubt. Yep. Don't and even, don't interrupt you him, don't right? have, You don't have to. Just, you don't have to. Joe, uh, how, how, would you, how would you grade your economy, uh, the economy for the last uh, three years? Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. Thank you, this Thank you sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks Thank for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. <laughs> There's a. Um, I overlaid. I overlapped him, and that's why that's what triggered this thought. Yeah. I saw a video yesterday on social media where a guy posted he had two cell phones in his hands, and he had um, two different Chinese restaurants on mm. the phone, and he put the phones next to each other, and they were having a conversation with each other back and forth. Oh my god! <laughs> Michael Pelka needs to grab multiple clips of Biden having a conversation with Joe Biden. And make a like a parody AI yeah, parody out of that. Agreed. It would be. I guarantee you, it would go viral. Do uh, you guys remember Andrew Yang, of the course. 2020 Democratic presidential candidate? Um, he was on Fox News yesterday, and he sang, which I, which I'm hearing from a lot of more independents and some Democrats too. The, he says whichever party can free itself from its 80-year-old incumbent is going to win this fall. This is what Andrew Yang said yesterday. Cut one, Phil. Go. <laughs> It is tough to take down an incumbent president uh, in, in his party because usually the president controls all the apparatus of the party. What makes you think that Dean Phillips can, can, can win that? Uh, well, people who don't want Trump uh, to win, who are piling in behind Nikki Haley, I agree with Charlie where I think that ship has sailed and they should be checking out Dean Phillips's campaign uh, Dean Phillips is running against an historically unpopular 81-year-old incumbent in Joe Biden. And polls show that Joe Biden is down to Trump in November and a generic Democrat beats Trump by eight. The fact is, whichever party can free itself from its 80-year-old incumbent is going to win in the fall. I think the Republicans are about to fail that test uh, and Democrats still have a chance to pass it. So Dean Phillips, most people are just now finding out about him. When, they, when people realize there's an alternative to the Biden-Trump rematch, they get really, really excited. Well, they- Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, Dean Phillips ran this um, uh, Bigfoot Biden campaign commercial that, that looked like a generic Jack Link's jerky commercial. Uh, it was so bad. It was so low budget uh, and so awful. Yeah. Dean Phillips, you know what's amazing? Okay, so uh, J- Andrew Yang wants to say, oh, the Republicans, if they could just ditch their old guy. Well, 
The Republicans have a chance, and look what the polls are showing. They don't want anybody other than, quote, their old guy. I think they're, no, I I think that what he's talking about is what a lot of moderates feel and what a lot of independents feel. Mm-hmm. So I think he's speaking to, yeah, of course the Republicans want, and uh, by the way, a lot of Democrats want Biden. Mm-hmm. So he's not speaking to them. He's okay. speaking to the, the, you know, the middle of the road, yeah. basically. Well, and then, so I would say to Andrew Yang, much like I said four years ago when he came into the political scene, okay, we keep hearing this market for a third party, uh, you know, a moderate, uh, an independent. So so th- go through the names, uh, you know, RFK Jr., Joe Manchin, no labels, all these, like, we keep hearing, and I, I think eventually at one point in, in, in the, the world, we, we'll, we'll get to that point. I just don't see it happening in my lifetime. Because there's, you have to be somebody that is so charismatic, so accomplished that cuts mm. through the noise. All even RFK, you know, he's had. When's the last time we talked about RFK Jr.? Yeah, he's kind of true. flamed out, right? He has. So yep. if he doesn't cut through, who will? Yep. Who does? Yep. I, I got news for you. It's not Joe Manchin. I don't think it's Joe Manchin. We played uh, Kamala Harris with uh, Katie Couric yesterday. Actually, what we just played was like the behind-the-scenes, who's taller bit that those two did. Uh, she sat down with an interview with for uh, with Kamala yesterday and uh, asked why Joe Biden and herself are um, uh, so historically unpopular. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kamala's reasoning is is that they just haven't taken enough credit for everything they've done. We got to be more braggadocious. This is cut. Where are we here? Mm. Oh, boy, did I not? Oh, yeah, this is cut 10. Phil, go. So you're right. We have a lot of accomplishments. And I think what the American people want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done. And we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly. And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. Okay, I've I've jotted I've jotted down three accomplishments. Okay, okay? Yep. so we have the Chips Act, mm. we have the Inflation Reduction Act, mm. and we have junk fees. So those are the first three things when I think about the Biden administration, um, quote unquote, and I'm using these in air quotes, accomplishments. So if if you've accomplished so much and you believe those three things, along with other things that I'm not mentioned that are real wonky in the weeds, if 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 those are such great accomplishments. Then why is your messaging nonstop about Donald Trump, threat to democracy, dictator on day one, mm-hmm. and abortion? Yep. Now, I get abortion because I think abortion for them is their, their ticket to re-election. But if you have all these other skins on the wall, so to speak, why are you not? Because we've heard many people, many strategists say, if you keep attacking Trump and you keep ridiculing MAGA voters, it's going to work against you. So then maybe you should pivot and spin these accomplishments because i think the average person out there probably doesn't know much beyond a sentence or two about some of these quote unquote accomplishments uh seems simple enough to me if you believe in your accomplishments no lib on the youtube chat says take credit for the 10 million illegals (laughs) well that was asked by katie kirk (laughs) i'm moving on to cut um 11 here because She's the border czar, right? Well, she was, and then she was the AI czar, and now she's on the Kamala 2024 abortion tour. I thought she was getting to the root of some problems. Well, Katie Kirk asked her about, like, 
is she in charge of the board or, or she says she's not in charge of the board? I, I don't know. No, she's not in charge of Neptune either. Cut <laughs> so. 11, Phil, go. I want to talk to you a little bit about immigration ah. because I think just about everyone, and you have said as well, agrees that the immigration system is broken. Yeah. And we need comprehensive immigration reform. Early on, I know you were tasked with understanding the root causes of the immigration yes. crisis, but you are not in charge of the border, which I think is important to point out. Having said that, 14 House Democrats joined Republicans in denouncing the Biden administration's so-called open door policies, calling open border policies, rather, calling it, quote, a national security and public safety crisis. And as you know, I'm sure you've talked to them. So many big city mayors, Democrats, are saying this is an untenable situation in cities across the country. 68% of Americans disapprove of the way the Biden administration has handled the border. So how do you address that? Sure. Have you done enough? Our, there's no question. Our immigration system is broken. And it needs to be fixed. And as with any problem, then leaders will participate, true leaders, in the solution. So I'm going to take you back to about three years ago. And it was, I think, the day after our inauguration, when we came in, Joe Biden as president and me as vice president, the first bill that we offered was a bill to fix the immigration system. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, so it's interesting. I want to take two phrases here. The immigration system is broken mm. and the border is secure. How, doesn't that seem like a contradiction? So Joe and Kamala both are willing to admit our immigration system is broken. Yet guys like Alejandro Mayorkas and others, including Biden and Kamala, say, no, our border is secure. So how can the system be broke, but the border be secure? Can I don't I, get that. Can I say something? Because you just made a substantive point, and, and that's your job. I, I'm going to make a more superficial point here. Good. Um, and Dawn, slap me if I'm being sexist here. But just wasn't uh, – who was who was Katie Couric's um, co-anchor on the Today Show? Matt Lauer. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Matt Lauer, uh, Matt. I believe, had a lot of um, um, a sexual indiscretions. Yes. Uh, was super Allegedly. creepy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he left over it and it hasn't been yes. seen since. So True. there has to be some sort of uh, truth to it. You think, um, you think Katie Kirk knew that that, that stuff was going on? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking her for a friend. If they're so, uh, you know, the Me Too movement, if, if Kamala Harris is so, you know, all women must be believed mm -hmm. and all that, like, isn't Katie Kirk really the poster child for, uh, cover ups and like, hey, I want to keep this, cush job and i see what my co-anchors doing but i'm gonna turn a blind eye to it because i don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers isn't isn't that really what katie Kirk is known for now just just asking for a friend it's the subject of the morning show exactly exactly so she claims she had said that he grabbed her in the butt before but that she didn't she has claimed that she didn't realize but La she she claimed that Laura grabbed her. Yeah, her in the butt. She's like Matt, you know, or something like that. But oh, she okay. she claims that she did that she had no idea. Yeah, that he was. When did that? Ha that's been what six seven years now. Oh, it's been a long time. It's been longer, longer than, than that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, it's funny you say that. He's he hasn't resurfaced anywhere, has he? 
He's not on any ad network. Mm-mm. No, I mean, he, he was drummed out of the business. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he had that door that would close, you know, behind him. <laughs> like, 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 you press a button and uh, just, it's really. Which a lot of news directors, I have, to, I, I had news directors who had that. Yeah. But he <clears throat> installed it and allegedly would then lock the door and. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is, is if that I'm Kamala Harris' PR team, I'm like, maybe yeah. we stay away from the Katie Couric interview. Just saying. It's a good thought. I didn't even think about that. Uh, That's actually, you said that was, uh, what, what did you say? I was substantive and you were being what? Superficial. I don't think that's superficial. That's actually a really next level thought, honestly. I mean, you know, if Kamala was about that movement, that's not, I mean, of course, nobody's going to come to that conclusion other than you, but, because <laughs> everybody's just, just yucking it up with Kamala. I'm just saying, like, Katie Kerr was always like, oh, look at me, I'm so innocent, I'm so, I don't know what's going on. She knew exactly what was going on. But, Greg, she is somebody who, first of all, when you walk into her office, she has, right in her office, a huge picture of Katie and Hillary Clinton. She's a big cheerleader. Mm. For the Dems. Remember her famous interview when she tried to help, um, you know, take down Sarah Palin and said, what do you read? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Sarah in a very demeaning way. So she's somebody who they know is on their side and she's going to be a cheerleader. And so it's going to be a friendly interview. I get you. Speaking of that point, uh, Kamala Harris spoke about what she speaks about best. And by the way, guys, I got to say this. Like they are. They are trotting her out, meaning Kamala, to speak on this issue. They must have faith in her to deliver this message because she's all week, every day, countless times a day, she's mm-hmm. been out there speaking about abortion. I told you it's coming. Uh, what did you say? The abortion tour 24? Abortion tour 24. Uh, all she has left. She's. Uh, this is cut 12 where she talks about uh, abortion rights. Cut 12, Phil, go. I also think there's a lot of disinformation about late-term abortions. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of misconceptions about that as well, that women are having abortions, you know, before their baby, you know, right before the baby is born. And these horror stories about that. How can you educate the public that even Roe, had restrictions on the third trimester. Well, not only that, but let's just remember that before the Dobbs decision, this was not an issue that was being debated about whether women were doing these things that people are now describing as possible. Or partial birth abortions. And um, I just think that it is meant to distract from the realities, which is this. And it's really basic and fundamental on one level. This is about taking freedoms away. The freedom to make decision about your own body. This is a question also of trust. I trust women. President Joe Biden trusts women to be able to know what is in their own best interest and then make good decisions. And by the way, And women trust us to know we're going to protect and fight for their freedoms. But fundamentally, that is the issue. And I think there are many people who want to distract from that fundamental foundational issue. And I take it to a foundational issue in terms of this is one of the the main principles upon which our, our, our country was founded. 
You notice she gets, um, you know, by her standards in that quiet one-on-one interview setting, it would be louder if she was doing like a rally and she was firing up her bass with a, you know, a microphone at a podium. But it's the one thing that Kamala Harris really delivers speech-wise, and this is by the Kamala Harris speech standard, at a pretty solid, respectable level. Like, that yeah. answer right there, regardless of whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, if you just listen to her delivering that, it's the one thing that she kind of gets a little bounce to her step with. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like Joe, where the only thing that really riles Joe up is January 6th. The rest of the time, it's just blah, 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 blah. But January 6th, he gets ignited. Same thing with Kamala Harris. Uh, this is really her last stand because if she can't deliver this message effectively and they don't win, I mean, it's curtains for Kamala. Uh, one more on this. She hit all the, you know, the main talking points for for the Biden campaign this year: uh, abortion, and then this. She says we could lose our democracy um, if we elect President Trump, uh, former President Trump. This is cut seven. Phil, go. November of of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy. We can't. (laughs) I, I love how they continue to talk about going after political rivals. As it, like we're we're witnessing it in real time from the Biden DOJ and all these orchestrated court cases and indictments from New York to Washington to Georgia to Florida to Washington D.C. It's just, and she's the one sitting there and Joe's the one saying if Trump gets back in he's going to go after his political rivals A.K.A. that's what we're doing right now to Trump. Um, and I had a conversation this week with a, a buddy of mine who's a Democrat, very smart guy. He's in pharmaceutical sales, and he he texted me about the Rachel Maddow comments. He's like, did you see what Maddow said about there will never be an election again if Trump's reelected? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, does anybody actually really believe that? And he didn't believe that, but he was wanting he wanted to know my thoughts on that. And he's like, he's never going to leave the White House if he gets reelected. I'm like... He left the White House the first time. Like, if he really wanted to stay the first time around, he could have stayed, right? Like... <laughs> But there are people out there that will, will they'll take the bait on this. They'll bite. By the way, I love you know when people give me backhanded compliments. Muggsy Do on Twitter says, "What did Greg Stocker have for breakfast today? Making a case on Katie Couric, perhaps his first cogent thought in years." Wow! <laughs> Holy crap! Thank you, Muggsy. I thought I told you it was a good point. <laughs> it wasn't like just some uh, shooting from the hip comment that you thought you were making. I don't think anybody was I thinking just, about I that. just love the I love the backhanded compliments. <laughs> you gotta take them anyway you get them, man. Uh social media is just the worst. It, it really is just it the is, worst. Yeah. Mugsy. Okay, I'm seeing it now too. They tagged me. Yeah. Yeah, what did you have for breakfast today? I had a terrible th- I haven't eaten breakfast yet. That's, that's right. That's right. That's you don't eat problem, in the morning, Steve. do you? I don't eat in the morning. I I, I have uh Am I coffee. the only one on the show that eats and drinks coffee? Yes. Yes. I, I eat, eat uh, like I'll eat it like 
ten fifteen or whatever when we're yeah. you know when yeah I eat the breakfast sandwich in here about five fifteen. By the way, I'm going to get to the uh, the fig bars during the break. Got to refuel here. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Are we done? Yeah, why don't you talk to us about Piazza? Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Thank you. Hey, Nick Kale here for Fig Bars. Do you eat your fig in your Piazza? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the question. Yeah, I'm sure Piazza would be happy if I had my mouth full of cookies. <laughs> How many cookies you got in your mouth, Kale? By the way, speaking of Piazza, did you get that? Uh, is that thing still on your phone? It, we're going to try to. Um, oh God. We're going to try to de- deport it onto okay. uh, a laptop <laughs> yeah. at nine fifty-five today. It's just. Yeah. It's uh, technology is not something that any of us are good at <laughs> no, us, no. on this uh, at the station really that, that's correct <laughs> computers that don't work pets heads are falling off Dawn's big, th- uh, big three will be coming up after this message from the Piazza Auto Group you know as we ring in the new year our friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles even though it's January 26th they want to wish you a happy 2024 and they're excited and why shouldn't they be they're expanding every day it seems like they just welcome in two new members to the family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue, where you will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. And right now, you can find a new or a certified pre-owned luxury premium automobile, such as Infinity, Maserati, or other items and other brands, Jaguar, Land Rover, on my bucket list. Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online right now. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Nick Kale sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Yesterday, gave up a lot of credit and praise to those six GOP governors that joined in the fight with Greg Abbott. To protect the border, including Ron DeSantis of Florida, Brian Kemp of Georgia, Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. And I said it was just the beginning. I said it was going to blow up. It was going to expand. It has done just that as they are now up to 25 Republican governors in the country backing Greg Abbott. So we'll see if that continues to expand. Maybe a Democratic governor from time to time will jump in as well. And we'll see how that plays out. All right, but let's get to some news. Uh, it is 841, and it's time for Dawn Stenzel's Big 3 at 8. It's the Big 3 at 8 on Kale & Company. Sponsored by Budget Blinds on this foggy, warm morning. Number one, blame mom is the mantra of prosecutors who are putting a rare criminal focus on the parents of a teen school shooter. So this is a nationally watched trial of 45-year-old Jennifer Crumley, and she is the mom of Ethan Crumley. And the trial is, is proceeding now. They had the open arguments beginning yesterday. The jury has been seated. This is their 15-year-old son, Ethan, who committed, they say, this school shooting at Oxford High School. And so it's a rare case in the sense that the parents are facing jail time and manslaughter charges. As prosecutors say, mom and dad. And so mom has the first trial. Dad goes on trial in March. But right now, mom, this is your fault. So in their opening statements, they're, they're talking about the events leading up to the mass shooting at Oxford High School. And this was in 2021. Deadly shooting tragedy there. But they say it was days after Thanksgiving. School administrators called mom, Jennifer Crumley, and her husband, James, 
uh, talked about this drawing that their son Ethan had made of a gun and a bleeding person a teacher found on his desk. So they, per the protocol, called in mom and dad, said, let's have a conversation. Is everything okay? The prosecutors are saying, hey, mom, and, and mom's on trial right now. Hey, mom, you knew that you had bought your son a handgun for a Christmas present. You were going to the shooting range. You knew that he was having emotional problems and mental health problems. Mm-hmm. The dog had de- died. The friend had moved away. And you had the responsibility to take your son home at that point, and you did nothing. Wow. So I was just going to ask, before you provided those details, was this a case of where the mom or dad owned a firearm legally or maybe even illegally um, and left it out and didn't you know, secure it in a safety lockbox or something like that? But you're saying they bought the child the gun. That is the allegation here that, and they have all the texts in between, Facebook postings, mom at, with her son at the shooting range, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so they've, they, the prosecutors say that this was a purchase celebrated by Jennifer on Instagram. Oh boy. And quote, she posted, Mom and Sunday testing out his new Xmas present. As Greg Stalker would say. Not everything needs to be on Twitter. Don't put it up there. You post it. It only works against you. I would say based on the information you provided that uh, the prosecutors have a strong case here. Four students were killed and multiple others wounded. This was a deadly, horrible shooting. And, mm-hmm. you know, and right amid the holidays in 2021. You, this was a local story. This is, I'm sorry, this is, was a Michigan shooting, but oh, okay. it's making national news because it's a very rare case where both parents could go to, could be sentenced to prison big time Boy. for this, manslaughter, this, on manslaughter charges. This is the first time that this is happening, right? Where parents are being charged I be- before. I said rare because I was trying to look this yeah. up. I believe this is the first case of its kind. If you look at the, the deadly nature of the situation, if you look at both parents on mm-hmm. trial and that they would, mom's 45, dad's 47, and that they're both being tried and blamed for this, being held responsible for the deaths and injuries yeah, of these kids. You talk kids. about just completely, the complete destruction of an entire family, from the, the kid being the shooter to the mom and dad, you know, possibly or likely being held liable, could have done more, especially if all the red flags were there. I mean, mental issues, drawing pictures of people dying at school. I, I got to say, though, I, I don't know if this is a, you know, where does this end? Then? It's a slippery slope, right? You it's, know what it's, I mean? It is yeah. a tricky spot. But I mean, based on what you're saying, Dawn, it's like, you know, did you did you do everything in your power to get your child the treatment they needed to prevent this? If you can sit there and admit that and prove it and have a good a clear conscience, then it's just a tragedy. Will this then open it up to like if, um, you know, if the person buys the gun at a gun shop, then can the gun shop be responsible? You know what I mean? Like, does that oh. open it up to stuff like that then? Well, that's what happened in um, the movie Runaway Jury, Vicksburg Firearms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Gene Hackman and John Cusack. I don't know. On surface. Great movie. Yep. On the surface, I think that this is a, you know, because I'm always about like, hey, where are the parents? It's the parents' responsibility. So I'm for that. But like charging them with it i don't do, know do, so what are the charges against the parents do manslaughter we oh is it manslaughter it's, okay. it's uh she's involuntary she's, right yeah, involuntary manslaughter because yeah. obviously she didn't pull the trigger right but they they, they both would face serious jail time yeah they're already facing civil lawsuits they're going to lose everything financially yeah but the biggest you know one of the the things that the prosecutors went through 
was that they said that the parents are sitting in the in the office with the principal and the principal they're having the conversation the principal said and and they call in Ethan and Ethan's right there with his backpack yeah and at no point did according to the principal did the parents indicate that yeah we did buy him a, a gun for Christmas let's make sure let's look at the backpack and make sure he didn't have a firearm never in other words, if you drew a gun, you could say, "Well, he just drew the gun," and if he didn't, if you didn't know that he had it, mm-hmm. but they knew that he had terrible. He had he had access to that as well as the ammo. Yeah. On the other side, her defense attorneys had said that that they that she never would have imagined that her son could be capable of this, mm-hmm. and even she texted him apparently afterwards and said, you know, was texting back and forth. Because essentially she's thinking they're Second Amendment rights people, Mm -hmm. they're gun people, and oh, you know, you shouldn't be drawing a firearm. So she basically, her excuse is that she was clueless that he was capable of this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the sentencing guidelines are in, in, um, where'd you say? Michigan. Michigan. I mean, but at 45 years old, the mom, I mean, if that's a 15 to 30 year sentence, 20 to 40 years, I mean, she's basically going to be... You know, done for the rest of her life, essentially, um, and then obviously loses everything civilly, financially. But you know, I would say this too. You know, it's one thing if the child was six or seven and he's drawing like you know cops and robbers. Mm-hmm. But when you're 15, I think when you're not suffering from any type of mental uh, deficiency, you're probably not drawing pictures of people shooting each other at 15 or 16, unless there's something just not right between the ears. Would be my guess. My un, you know, qualified opinion. Prosecutors focus on this that the teacher was alarmed because the teacher finds this drawing of blood and a gun, and the phrase he wrote out in hand, his handwriting: "The thoughts won't stop. Uh, Help me." That's a big indicator. The thoughts won't stop. They help me. Kid needed treatment. So, look, I'm a Second Amendment's right rights person. Sure. I know that the headline is. That they're saying, um, they're saying, hey, this is the, you know, a first in the nation, both parents being held responsible for a quote, mass shooting at a U.S. school. But I'm going to, I think we're being consistent here that I believe in parental rights. And those parents knew sitting in that office, they could have sat with the principal for an hour. They could have said, let's, let's look at your backpack, something. They did none of that. And I believe as a parent that if I buy my child a handgun, whether he's, 12 or 15, whatever, that I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. I, as that parent, I am, I sure. take on that. I'm responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about where this can lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once, once you set a precedent with cases like this, then all of a sudden it opens the floodgates yeah. for yep. other cases where it's like, well, let's charge the gun manufacturer. Yeah. Let's charge this. And I, I just don't. You know, where, where I'm all for blaming the parents, I think the blame, I think you know the parents should be blamed a lot yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just if you're ranking the three of them, it's it's the parents, it's the mental health of the child, yeah. Then it's the gun. It's, yeah. But there are going to be some say, oh, it's the gun. As I say all the time, sane people don't do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ethan, the shooter, has you know he's already that trial has already been done. He's spending the rest of his life behind bars. So okay. their son, uh, that's already. Now, mom and dad in March. Yeah. By the way, Nick, you, you said she's forty-five. She's going to spend the rest of her. She's going to spend twenty years in jail. It's the rest of her life. Like, not everybody's your family. Not everybody's going to drop dead at sixty-five. We're all dead at sixty-five. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, right. I, well, if it's 20 to 40 and she's 45 and she gets 40, you'll be 85. Okay. But basically, she's done. Okay. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so much, uh, there's so much to unpack here. Okay, number two. I'm, uh, always, I'm always wrong on life expectancies <laughs> and, just sa- the worst. and salaries of other people. Yeah. Remember the day I found out that like teachers were making 80 grand? I was like mystified. Yes. I'm like, back in my day, teachers made 47 grand. Yeah, a lot depends on the um, the district, too. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. Yeah, they're making six figures out where you where you live. Yeah. They're not making 85. Where I grew up, they're making 40 grand. <laughs> Remember the time I said uh, central air conditioning was yeah, created? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, number two, well, I'll Kevin, take it. Hang on one second. Wait, I'm wait, sorry, Dawn. Uh, Kevin Poole says, Greg, they aided and abetted him. Is that oh. is that considering aiding and abetting? If you're... I think there's got to be a proof of a mental, um, the, the the knowingness or willingness to... That's a tough thing to prove. It is. It's hard to get into the mindset of another human being. Exactly. But did you have an obligation to tell that principal that, well, you know, we did buy, we did buy him a handgun. Mm-hmm. I think that was relevant. Yeah, it's a great point. To say he ha- we gave him a fire or we provide or we have a firearm in our home even. Mm-hmm. And to check. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. No doubt. So I understand what Greg's saying, and this is why we hope to God for fair juries and judges. Yeah. Because this is a jury trial. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that they will be fair and the justice, I mean, my God, somehow that these families of these victims, four children were murdered. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, No Lib says, wow, Greg, I agree with you. Did you... Did you not take your meds today? <laughs> I, told, I told you a six hundred two stalker why, was on one today. That's why I'm. That's why you, you never know. You right. never know. You never know what you're going to get. What I'm going to say. You, this you never. Is radio people. It's it's come on. I mean, like you know, I'm not easy to pin down. I you might you might disagree with me on some things. You might agree with me on some things. Who cares? That's that's what makes the world go round. I'm not easy to pin down. Uh, I'm not easy to pin down. Uh, we have to break. So why don't you wrap this up? Yeah. Sorry All right, number okay. So number two quickly. Uh, it, it, everybody in Philadelphia City Hall, they received a big all caps, locked caps memo. No media interviews, social media posts or statements of any kind until unless approved in advance by the mayor's communications. This from the managing director, Adam Thiel, to all departments in all of City Hall. The Sherelle Parker administration says in all caps, no media interviews, talking to the media, social media, statements, nothing, no, zero, zip, all caps. You have to clear it through the mayor's office. Radio dun, dun, dun. Good. Number three, Moriarty's Restaurant and Bar. Lovely, lovely Irish pub. Oh, are they in big trouble for what they posted on Craigslist because they're under fire from city officials and LGBTQIA groups because you know what they did? They said, we're looking for a great new bartender, and specifically, they want a man. I have a full beard. <laughs> I was not. True story. Wow. They advertised for a male bartender. Can't do that. At Moriarty's. Can't do it. You must be biologically male. Yeah. That's, I told you, it's, it's a crime to be a man anymore. <laughs> Can't be a white man. Don't you, if you're a bar, though, don't you want a female bartender? I would want a female bartender. Yeah. I want somebody that can sling a nice double. That's what I want. <laughs> Looks nice. Yeah. Nice conversation with yep. patrons. Yep. I, I yeah. don't care if it's man, female, gay, straight, purple hair, nose yeah. ring. Just make that cocktail stiff, baby. <clears throat> I think that... 
Sorry. I'm not going to take that bait. Okay. I think that the truth is they probably, because it's Center City, Philadelphia, yeah. they get some rough crowds, oh, and they want oh. some big muscle-bound bouncer-like well, guy. Well, hire a bouncer then, right? Thank Bingo. Thank you. Thank you. There's yeah. the answer. We're expanding our payroll by two people. We need the bartender and the bouncer. Well, they're trying to get a twofer. Yeah, well, That's... I mean, who isn't? So we are sponsored this morning by Budget Blinds. Budgetblinds.com is your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, as well as that motorization, free in-home consultations, and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the entire business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online budgetblinds.com i will say stacia and justin you know my stepdaughter stacia they use this they love it they're beautiful budgetblinds.com thank you for sponsoring our big three all right done thank you very much coming up the final hour it's always the best hour of the week the nine o'clock hour on a friday <laughs> you thought kamala's abortion tour was big wait till you hear what bud light has lined up for the super bowl with their comeback tour and also this chiefs fan murder mystery that transpired where three kansas city fans are dead from last weekend it's one of the biggest stories in the country right now and we'll delve into it when we continue on kale and company next on talk radio 1210 wpht when you think about what room in your home you spend the most quality time in what room or rooms for me it's my kitchen for my husband maybe it's the bathroom which brings me to kitchen magic if your kitchen or bath is outdated you need kitchen magic they're local family owned and operated in pennsylvania since 1979 they have such an experienced team of professionals transforming more than 60,000 spaces a dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choice for refacing custom cabinets backsplash counters and tub shower conversions to get exactly what you want complete with industry leading warranties and by the way cabinet refacing involves the art of bringing your kitchen you know into the 21st century and i love this because in fact maybe for me in my kitchen i may need a redo but i don't want to change my kitchen layout the cabinet refacing it's like a facelift for your kitchen without that floor plan shuffle so your kitchen upgraded, streamlined, and ready for all those future memories. Right now, they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10%, 10% off of your remodel. Just visit KitchenMagic.com, KitchenMagic.com, because you know you need a little magic in your kitchen or your bathroom. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. 9.15, Kale and Company, uh, sorry, 9.01, 9.01, I'm 14, <laughs> I'm 14 minutes ahead of schedule. <laughs> well, you know, it's Friday, it's the 9 o'clock hour. Anyway. You know, it's where we are for the week. Nick, Don, and Greg. <laughs> well, you said that, you said that because I... You and I were talking about something right oh, before yeah, yeah, we yeah, opened yeah. up our mics, yeah. and I said 9.15. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, morning mystery movie clip will come up five minutes after 9.15. That's at 9.20. We'll get to what's on the cut sheet part due. Uh, also, the uh, Chiefs fans murder mystery story that is kind of captivating the country. We will get to that coming up, and also Bud Light's comeback tour for the Super Bowl. But I do want to grab this call. Tom is in Perkasie. Uh He's a retired police officer, and he's got some thoughts on that trial that we were just talking about in Dawn's Big Three. Tom, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Another great show, and happy Friday. Yes, thank you. Same to you, sir. 
Hey, so in the Pennsylvania Vehicle Code, there's a section, it's called Violation of Title, which if you're a parent, as an example, and you own an unregistered car, and you send your child out in that vehicle and he gets stopped, the kid could get charged and you could also get charged because you permitted it to occur. Okay. The same would go as if uninsured, unlicensed. So you, as a parent, have what they call local parentis, which means you're responsible for the actions of your child. Sure. And especially if there's indicators, if you, like you said, if you know your car is not registered, you don't let them drive it. If you know the kid's got issues about guns, you take the problem away. The problem is the guns. Well, it's not the guns, but if you eliminate that part of the formula, yep. you don't think it happens. Right. You eliminate that, that, that part of the equation, and then the tragedy doesn't occur. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you're now are you're saying it is apples to apples, car uninsured, gun unlicensed, child minor, parent responsibility. You can kind of I, kind of broad brush it here. Is what you're saying? I think you can because again, it's a material thing that if you take that material possession out of the problem, it's harder for the problem to occur. Mm-hmm. And it's still a could the kid go out and get a gun? Yeah, that's possible. But if there's no car, there's no keys, the kid can't drive the car. If there's no guns in the house, the kid can't shoot anybody. Okay. All right, Tom. Well, thank you for uh, clearing that up for us. We appreciate the call today, pal. Just a thought. Thank you, and have a good weekend. Yes, sir. You as well, Tom. Tom and Perkis, he retired police officer with his thoughts there. I'm wondering if it's, you know, um, this is such a fascinating story. I'm kind of glad you brought it up in the big three, Don. I'm wondering if it just depended upon each state, you know, based on what the law, because I can't imagine it's just some universal sweeping, um, you know, I don't even want to say federal law because that's not applicable either. But I got to imagine it's it, it seems like it from a common sense standpoint, it seems like a fair comparison, right? Like if you have that vehicle and it's unregistered and your 16 year old takes it, not only does that guy get in trouble, that kid, that 16-year-old, for banging it up or killing somebody and committing vehicular homicide or man- manslaughter, um, then the parents are on the hook for it as well. And I think social media plays a role in this, the fact that the the mother, you know, to your point, I mean, she had confirmed it because she posted on social media that they bought this, um, you know, it was a, a handgun. They keep saying semi-automatic, most handguns nowadays <laughs> unless it's a relic or a collectible or something. Right. I think most are semi-automatic. Um, but I think it was a Sig Sauer, as I recall. But, okay. I, I, you know, she, she posted a picture and said this was a, a, you know, a gift, and then, oh, this beauty, and so on and so forth. As a parent, you know, she knew that he was suffering with some mental health issues and was trying to cheer him up. Mm-hmm. I would just point out to you that what was more likely to happen if he was ha- having mental health issues was – the, most of these these shootings, and they never say this out loud when they list the stats, are self inflicted. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you would you give a teenager who you know is suffering with mental health, if you want to take him to the gun range, then you say we're we're gonna let we're gonna lock this up. We're gonna because you can yeah. 
lock it up someplace else. Oh, you of can course. keep it at the gun range. You can use theirs. There's a, there are a lot of different options where you, if you were trying to have some positivity and, and that was the kid's thing, mm-hmm. but you don't let them have possession of it. No, of course not. No gun gun ownership responsibility and the ability the ability to lock your 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 firearm yes. up is a very serious thing, and it's a very easy thing. It, you know, it, you get some of these safe lock boxes and you know these combinations, digital codes. Some yep. of them are thumbprint. Um, you know, fingerprint ID. Um, you know, it's very if you if you just <laughs> spend two minutes doing it, you know, you can prevent a lot of this type of stuff. So yeah, and he, also he was fifteen; he wasn't driving, had no way to go buy ammo or this or that. They're saying, "Mom and Dad, you provided this," mm-hmm. and then also they pointed out that they spent. Um, they could the the principal said, "We've carved out one hour. Let's have an hour session." Mm-hmm. Mom and Dad within eleven minutes, within eleven wow. minutes of meeting. Said nope, we don't want it. the principal in the school said he's he's writing a note saying help me. Uh huh. Why don't you take him home? Nope, we don't. He can stay here at school. Bye bye. Eleven minute meeting. Mm. Uh, Joan on the YouTube chat wants to know who is the gun registered to. That's a good question. I believe it was. It, it I want to say dad. It couldn't be the child, right? Because he's a minor, right? He I wouldn't be able to have was, that registered in his name yeah. at fifteen. I believe it was dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, to to um, uh, Tom and Perkis's point, you know, if you get into an accident with a car that that is maybe registered to your parents, your parents are liable for it. Yeah, because it's ones. under their name. Yeah. So, boy, this is a fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I I don't like the precedent that this is going to send mm-hmm. send even though I do agree that I think that the parents should be held responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid where other cases can go. Oh, yeah, because, because every lawyer under the sun that Absolutely. acquires one of these cases is going to use Absolutely. this as their, their argument. Yep. For sure. Yep. All right, 855-839-1210 if you would like to climb in. So we are, what, are we just about two weeks, 16 days away from the biggest sports day of the year, the Super Bowl. And Bud Light, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, is pulling out all the stops yet again. Still trying to dig themselves out with that big old Dylan Mulvaney shovel to hit the Super Bowl in their biggest ad campaign yet as they are returning to the Super Bowl with a 60-second ad representing the beleaguered beer's biggest bid to recover from a consumer boycott. Wow. That was, you know, we're almost coming up on the one-year anniversary. Of no, it. I was more important. I was more impressed with your wording there. The beleaguered beer's bigger bid. You know, that's what Joe was trying to say in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beleaguered beer. Blah, blah. Uh, but Bud Light Anheuser-Busch is also going to run a minute-long Michelob Ultra commercial featuring soccer legend Lionel Messi, as well as a 30-second Budweiser spot highlighting the work of its wholesalers, okay, hardworking, middle-class Americans, working out there in the factories and, you know, shipping it off to the distributors, and they will also be featuring and bringing back, not Dylan Mulvaney, the Clydesdale Horses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, Make the Clydesdales great again. They are really trying to rehab their image, aren't they? There's no doubt about it. Yep. They said, quote, we need to make sure for these moments of massive reach that we choose the right brands to meet the moment, not only on the TV screen, but brands that can really scale out the opportunity that the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs provide for everybody else, said Kyle Norrington, Anheuser-Busch's chief commercial officer, Quote, these are the brands that we thought deserve the opportunity this year. Translation, no dudes in spandex. 
No guys in bikinis. No guys pretending to be girls. Yep. We are going back to what made Anheuser-Busch great, those beautiful horses. We are going to latch on. I mean, I could be a nit, I could nitpick here a little bit and be like, Lionel Messi, soccer, really? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's not a soccer guy. But I get it. A lot of people like Messi. Big name. I get it. Um, and they're going to do this the right way. 30 seconds of commercial time, by the way, during the Super Bowl will cost them $7 million. <laughs> Coincidentally about- enough, it's the same rate we charge here on Kale & Company. <laughs> $7 million is Not- <laughs> think about Think about all the money they dumped into this failing campaign uh, yep. just just to, to like correct it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've so, been doing it for five and- months since the NFL started. And I still don't think it's going to work. Uh, Sharon on the YouTube chat says that ship has sailed. I kind of agree with her. I think all of this is f- for not now. But, yep. hey, you know, you, if you want to sink some money into this to try and rehab this campaign, better luck to you, man. Sharon is correct because even through the first two weeks of this year, 2024, Modelo Especial has accounted for 8.6% of their retail store beer sales for the Anheuser-Busch family, compared with Bud Light's 7.4%. Bud Light's sales in that time are down 28.9% from the same period the year before. Modelo is up 15.1%. And then lastly, um, remember our little buddy, Alyssa Heinerschneid? Heinerschneid. Uh, the Heinerschneid? Heinerschneid. Her podcast clip in which she said, uh, Bud Light campaigns previously contained fratty, sort of out-of-touch male humor. Mm-hmm. Um, Heinerschneid, if you just would have stuck to the Clydesdales and Lionel Messi... And you probably could have done it for a lot less than $7 million for 30 seconds. That's <laughs> true. You wouldn't have killed your campaign or your career. Wow. But, you know, maybe she's hanging out with Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. I don't know. Yeah, they're both out of work <laughs> these days. So there you go. Uh, that's that story. Um, lastly, on the Kansas City Chiefs fans oh. that, that have been found oh, dead. Uh, Fox News has been all over this yeah, story. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen it pop up three times since we've been on in, since 6 o'clock this morning. So for those of you that don't know what happened... Parents of the Kansas City Chiefs fans that have been found dead now think that the victims, quote, saw something that they should not have seen. The bodies of Ricky Johnson, 38, Clayton McGreeny, uh, 36, and David Harrington, 37, were discovered on January 9th, two days after they had gathered at their friend Jordan Willis's home to watch the Chiefs play the Chargers. Willis's attorney said his client had no idea that the men were outside. And he was only made aware of the bodies when police showed up at his home days later. He said he slept for nearly 48 hours following the party. Yeah. Which, man, he must have had a hell of a no, party. No, I'm, I'm, I'm calling Call BS, BS right? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, essentially, just to wrap it up and give you, we'll talk about this. It's, there was four of them, and three of them end up outside. They die. Supposedly, they froze to death. Yep. And this cat wakes up two days later. So my guess is they were all banged up, and they're, they're trying to make it sound like, or at least the guy that survived was like, I don't know, but they probably went outside hammered, drunk, high on whatever, and passed out in the cold and died from you know hypothermia or whatever, or froze to death. I had nothing to do with this, but the, the parents of the family of these other guys, they're, they're not buying it, and this is, something doesn't smell right here. Like, how do you just stay in your house for 48 hours unless you're, you know, some, like, um, guy that's scared of COVID wearing a mask in his basement? I think Howard Stern can do that, right? But this guy must have been really, really wrecked on something. And then you realize it, you go out to your your little woodshed or something, and you see your three buddies just dead in an igloo? This this is not... 
this doesn't pass the smell test at all. Like there, there's no, there's no possible chance. Even if this guy, it, you know, even if they partied and did whatever, that they he was asleep on his couch for two days. Yeah, there's just no chance that that happened. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. One of the fathers is alleging that that he believes, or him and his wife believe, that they saw something um, when they went back to the house, and that this guy kind of you know. well and and family members of the deceased say that they tried to contact willis for two straight days where he just didn't respond to any message and his defense is i was asleep but they say you know if you look at all the social media posts family and friends were became frantic where are these guys they were banging on his door they and and even when right. somebody when he answered the door they're like we can't find him and they said so you knew that they were at your house you knew they were missing and they're in your backyard yep yeah this is a very very bizarre story yeah it's uh lisa writes uh, the, the four all took drugs of some sort and, and the owner just happened to pass out inside yeah it has to be that. I mean, you got it's beyond alcohol. I mean, my God, you, for you to drink that much and not be able to get be yeah, awake for two days, you were taking probably lethal drugs that maybe if you took enough, probably killed you. This story does not add up. No. So I'm guessing that because there's no, I mean, I guess they haven't done autopsies yet. That's correct. I don't see anything on an autopsy because there's, you know, and there's no entry level thought of, okay, well, they found these guys in his yard and there was a bullet in the guy's head or his face was smashed in or any, you know, it doesn't look like there's any uh, results of physical trauma other than, you know, frostbite, I'm assuming, or, you know, if your body's out in the freezing cold in Kansas City of all places yeah. in January. Yeah. A couple relevant facts. So there was a fifth friend who was there who left earlier, left around midnight and said that, that all of them were alive and well and they were watching Jeopardy. The man who, you know, it's whose home, who's in question here, he allowed police to search his home. But I'll point to you what his job, his job. He holds a Ph.D. He is a senior principal scientist at a neutralizing antibody lab there. Oh. Um, and so he's I don't know. Is this a breaking bad Walter White? Is this, <laughs> is this a scientist who was? I mean, I don't know. Or did he store something in the fridge and they grabbed the wrong thing? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he's a major scientist at a neutralizing antibody center, uh, a sheaf laboratory in Kansas City. Pretty wild story. So he is a scientist and a chemist. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. If you want to check it out, I uh, have this story courtesy of foxnews.com. You can read more about it. We will come back and get to our morning mystery movie clip that's on the way. It's Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg as we head until 10 o'clock. This morning, still ahead, what's on the cut sheet part due, what's on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history, and who won Twitter and YouTube today. But right now, time to give it away again. It is 923, and it's time for our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I, I don't know what you just said. I didn't read that far in the book. Did you do the homework or not? I guess not. You guess not. I don't know who you think you are or who you think you're dealing with. You can't give me a straight answer? Fine. 
Give me one good reason why I shouldn't fail you right now. What would your father think? No, 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 no. Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210 and you could win this great prize. One last copy today of the book, All the Light We Cannot See, a novel by Anthony Dewey. A book about a blind French girl and a German boy whose paths collide in occupied France as both try to survive the devastation of World War II, which is also now a Netflix limited series. Caller 12, 855-839-1210, and you will win a copy of All the Light We Cannot See. Best of luck, and we'll see who our winner is in a couple of minutes. I have no idea what that movie is, and I have it in front of me. Really? No. Okay. I don't think this one's terribly difficult. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Dorenzo's been known to throw us a, a tough one yeah. and then an easy one yeah. and then an in-betweener. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right. Good luck to everybody out there. Uh, one story before we get to our winner and the cut sheet part due today. Uh, I wanted to get to this story yesterday, but we ran out of time. Uh, I have to give some kudos to a Pennsylvania high school for not falling la victim to cancel culture. So Susquehannock High School in Pennsylvania is reclaiming its local indigenous history and bringing back its logo for their high school, um, you know, uh, athletics. You know, you don't even need to do sports. Every high school usually has a logo and they have a, uh, a warrior logo. Thanks to the new school committee members standing up against cancel culture. I always love when this happens. Um, you know, the left, the only exercise the left ever seems to get is when they want to yank down statues or pull down logos. That's like their definition of working out. The school was forced to remove the logo back in 2021 thanks to the previous board members and um, the new board members that won election in the fall earned their spots while running on pro-Native American platforms and having to put the end to the erasing of history. Quote, this movement was about erasing Native American culture, and I wasn't about to stand for it, said Jennifer Henkel, a mother of three and one of the new school board members, as she told Fox and Friends this past week. Now, this actually occurred in the Southern York County School District, where the school board voted 7-2 to two on Thursday to allow Susquehannock High School to bring back its traditional logo. Um, and I'm looking at it here. I mean, it's just a... Uh, one of those banners that you see, like on a uh, a pole in like the the parking lot of the high school that you see them waving all around. Um, I'll just put it up against the to the camera. Maybe you can see that there a little bit if you're watching on YouTube. And it looks like you know your traditional uh, high school or college where you'd have a warrior or you know an Indian or a, you know a Seminole like Florida State University. Got the t- traditional headdress on. It says Susquehannock High School, home of the Warriors. And uh, while the new school board is quite literally paying homage to local history, some of the old board members are apparently not exactly pleased about the reversing of course, which, again, let's face it, elections, they have consequences, even for something as simple at a grassroots level like a logo for a high school, which my stock answer when I see these stories and you hear these, it could be at high schools or colleges, you know, the obsession of the left to just, you know, want to remove something, a logo, a statue, um, a nickname, 
And the amount of things that just trigger this small vocal minority is so infuriating. And it's it's kind of, you know, a joke that they felt the need to take it down in the first place. But I guess, you know, coming to your senses and also also um, voting out the old guard and voting in the new guard is quite refreshing. Uh, the York Daily Record said, quote, they came into their new positions with bravado to, per- uh, to push their personal agendas and not with humility to learn their jobs, wrote Deborah Kalina, a former member of the school board, in a recent piece in the York Daily Herald. So you could tell, you know, she's a little bent out of shape because, you know, somebody decided to say, you know what, enough is enough. Let's try to regain some of our sanity here and go back to this. But I remember in high school, there were so many high schools up in the Lehigh Valley that had either, there's Wilson High School, they were called the Wilson Warriors, uh, the Lehighton Indians up uh, Route 33, as you're heading up towards uh, the Palmerton, Lehighton, Jim Thorpe area. Like, this is a common practice by a lot of these schools. I don't know if this bothers you, Don, but I, I love when they stick it to cancel culture and they say, you know what? We're going to undo the errors of our past. We're not going to bend the knee for you anymore. Love it. Yeah, and I hope the community rallies around it if that's what they've chosen. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of times, I don't know, a lot of times you see this, it's just a few people who are, you know, raising the issue and then and then everybody gets all up in arms. And mm-hmm. this one, I think it sounds like good for them. Yes. And you know what the thing <laughs> is? How many times do you see these stories where the group of people, like the a tribe or a group of Native Americans that have would have a right and a beef to say mm-hmm. that doesn't represent us correctly and they're the ones that say, no, we're, we're, we're fine with it. It's not, it's not a big deal. It, it's, you know what it is? It's usually a select group, usually female, liberal, progressive women that are just triggered by everything under the sun. And that, that's, that's what we're probably witnessing here would be my guess in York County. By the way, we still don't have a winner. So oh, you're wow. right. It is tough then. Yeah. Let me, uh, no, I, I don't think that's a difficult movie. I, I saw a bunch of people calling in too. They must have all had the wrong answer. So okay. let me, want to run it back? Let me just play the clip again, not the whole, you know, shebang, just yeah, the yeah. clip. So okay. this is the movie. Uh, if you know this movie, call 855-839-1210. I, I don't know what you just said. I didn't read that far in the book. Did you do the homework or not? I guess not. You guess not. I don't know who you think you are. Or who you think you're dealing with. You can't give me a straight answer? Fine. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't fail you. Right now. What would your father think? No, 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 no. I have no idea what that is, by the way. Wow. Okay. Well, you, know, you know the movie? Yeah. I think it came out in 2008. No. Okay. Uh, I think. I'll have to look. Dawn, do you know? Am I just the only dopey one here who doesn't know this movie? I don't know. Well, you've okay. been on fire all day. You've been so, so uh, as, as Muggsy Do said on Twitter, very cogent. 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 Kojak, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't know that movie. I don't. Sorry. Okay. Well, best of luck if you do. 855-839-1210. We'll come back and we will uh, get to what's on the cut sheet part due. If we don't have a winner. Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> that's, uh, we'll that's not true. That's not true. Actually, it came out in 2007. I was 2007. Off, I was okay. off by Get some year. clues. Yes, clues. It was uh, Professor Plum with the rope in the library. <laughs> uh, a different clip. Back after this on Kale and Company. Let's talk about Parks Casino, the number one casino experience 
in the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Why? Because they really do have it all. You know, it's my casino of choice. Parks, P-A-R-X, 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 live table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, award-winning restaurants, New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night, and then the best bands, of course, every weekend at 360 Lounge. Parks Casino, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, and plus, these headliners coming soon, America's top psychic medium matt frazier april 20th comedian andrew dice clay april 27th plus remember snl's colin jost headlining february 16th and 17th and comedian nikki glazer march 9th singer-songwriter emmylou harris march 22nd and you know free parking valet parking ev charging stations for all things parks casino you want to visit parkscasino.com parks casino and sportsbook this is how you win gotta be 21 gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER this is the kale and company podcast from talk radio 1210 wphd and on the free odyssey app kale and company rolling on friday morning what's on the cut sheet part due coming up in a moment but I believe we do finally have our winner, and it's time to give away the last copy of that novel, All the Light We Can't See. Uh, we have Kim in Glen Mills. Kim, good morning. How are you? And what movie clip did we play for you twice? Hi, Nick. It's Disturbia. That is yeah, correct. Wow. Yes. Good job. Kim. Yes. A uh, nice little psychological thriller. I believe the guy's name was Kale Brecht was the uh, main character in that movie. How did you know that? I have no idea I'm a loser. But Kim's a loser as well, (laughs) but she's got a book. She's a winner. She's a winner. She's a winner. There you go. Kim, thank you very much for playing. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I just oh, oh, she was going to say something, and I zapped her into purgatory. By the way, Mr. Papa Giorgio on YouTube or on uh, on Twitter says everyone knows the movie. Nobody knows how to read anymore. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good talk, Papa Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's nine thirty-seven. Oh, I, I guess because of the prize, because the prize is a book. Oh, so he's taking a shot at the prize. Mm. Okay. By the way, starting February first. I can't announce it yet, but we will be giving away a really, really, really good prize. A really, really good prize. Wow. Like people people going away oh. type prize. Oh. People cool. going away yeah. on a trip. Oh. We'll be giving away a trip. To Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> I would invite Nikki Haley, but she can't name three territories. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, Come no, on. That's right. She's on TV right now. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to uh, what's on the cut sheet part two. What's on the cut sheet? I do. What's on the cut sheet part two on this Friday is sponsored by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, renovating a kitchen or building. Uh, one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or visit their website at TommyD's.com. That's Tommy D's. Dot com. Should be more prepared here, shouldn't I? Um, let's go to Mr. DeSantis. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Because I know 
because I know where you're going to go with that. Mustard. There we go. Thank you. People haven't heard it in a couple of days. Uh, he's disgusting. Uh, he's disgusting. He is he's disgusting. Dis- he's, dis- he's a disgusting little short <laughs> he's guy. He's disgusting. Uh, the what's happening now in Texas as far as uh, the border goes. You you mentioned what, what is it? Sixteen governors now. Twenty five. Wow, twenty five governors now. Yeah. Has just out of curiosity, has uh, has 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 Governor Shapiro waited? No, yeah, no, he's. Um, He's getting his uh, cuticles trimmed or something. I'm not sure what he's doing. Okay. He's releasing his blueprint for education <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm actually serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Does and it involve today, eradicating a, white teachers? He's making a big announcement. <laughs> no, he's making a big announcement. Okay. Uh, Ron DeSantis took a selfie or something. He's he's in a car uh, talking on his phone, uh, but he says if the Constitution didn't allow states to protect themselves against an invasion, it would have never been ratified. So I agree with it, with what he's saying here, uh, but just it's just odd because he's looking down. You have to see the video. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD if you want to see the video. He's just looking down at his phone like he's on like FaceTime or something. <laughs> Can you imagine how uncomfortable it must be FaceTiming DeSantis? <laughs> this, is, this is cut nine, guys. Go. Biden is going after Texas, <laughs> saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire. They put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden saying you got to take that down to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remark that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, And if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis an invasion, and that's Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Uh, so, so they're in the right. You also have a situation where liberal jurisdictions over many, many years have been sanctuary jurisdictions against enforcing federal immigration law. So you'll have somebody who's a criminal alien, they will not be given uh, over to ICE, and they will deliberately act to frustrate the laws on the books, and somehow that's viewed as okay. You have Texas who's acting to enforce the laws on the books, to ensure that they have a secure state and that we have a secure country. Uh, so so all of this is just nonsense what Biden's doing. Uh, Texas has every right to stand its ground. We've in Florida, we've been sending people to help uh, for, for many years now because we understand it's not just a Texas issue. It's ultimately an American issue. And if we don't have sovereignty in this country, uh, then we're not going to be a country anymore. So, so they have every right to hold their ground, uh, to stay, stay the course. And Florida will continue to be there uh, helping out every step of the way. Three things there. Uh, number one, very good legal breakdown from Ron yep, DeSantis. Agreed. Number two, uh, we if, he's about, a, if you're a professor. Well, yeah, but he knows I felt it. like I was listening to one of my kids' lectures. You, well, <laughs> and, uh, okay, and read in page, read, make sure you read tonight, pages 67 through 112. Federalist 46 says. <laughs> which we'll review tomorrow. 72% of that, I had no idea what the hell he was saying, but <laughs> I thought it was a good legal breakdown. Number two, um, you talk about the Republicans uniting and rallying. Are we paying attention here, folks? RNC says, Nikki, you're done. Yep. Rally behind Trump. 25 governors rallying behind Greg Abbott. You are seeing Republicans start to circle the wagons and come together on two different fronts. 
who the leader should be, that's Trump, and two, the border is our path to victory. Um, by the way, do you notice that no uh, TV station wants to have him on, so he had to, yeah. he had to do it on his phone? Right, from his Toyota <laughs> Prius. It's funny how everybody, when he was running for president, everybody was, you know, wanted interviews. He did, yeah. he did Morning Joe, he did CNN, yeah. he did Town Halls. Now that he's not running anymore. He's like, let me just do this on my yeah. on, on my FaceTime here. Yeah, we we should post a poll question. What kind of car does Ron DeSantis drive? Well, right the answers would be great. Right now, uh, he's governor, so he's probably being driven. Right? Mm. Yes, he wasn't driving there. the the um, The poll question right now is: Will DeSantis ever be president? Oh, that's the poll question right now on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT. Sixty one percent say yes. So if you want to vote, YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT. Let let me get one more cut in here uh, for before um, before what's on the cut sheet part two ends. This is Governor Greg Abbott uh, discussing uh, what his state is doing. uh, You know, protecting its borders. Uh, Cut eight. Phil, go stepping up and doing it with all that razor wire that you're showing right now. Mm -hmm. And, And you've committed to putting up more razor wire. Where the U.S. Supreme Court just a few days ago said that the feds are allowed to cut through the wire that you've been watching yourself for a couple years now. And just to go back to your first answer that you mentioned there, this was your statement yesterday. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. Uh, the executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. So if you lost this week at the U.S. Supreme Court, does this now go back there? And how would you expect to win a second time around? Sure. One quick point of clarification. Uh, something, Bill, you just said that everybody's saying, uh, and that is that the Supreme Court, you said the Supreme Court said what Texas cannot do. If you look at what the Supreme Court actually issued, they didn't write any type of opinion. All they did was to vacate a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals order and to send it back to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. It's two sentences. There was no opinion about anything about razor wire or what Texas is doing or anything like that. Uh, and But that point aside, regardless of what federal statute may exist, the supremacy, the supremacy clause means that the Constitution itself is the supreme law of the land. The Constitution itself provides Texas with a right of self-defense in this case because the United States has abandoned its responsibility to defend the Texas. Regardless of how it plays out, I just give him a ton of credit Mm -hmm. for being willing to do more to protect not only his state, but the country, than the current administration, from from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris to Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, And you're seeing, like I said, 25 states now. And two days ago, it was six. It was just Georgia, Florida, Virginia, and a few others. And now that's quadrupled Mm -hmm. since the middle of the week. So... Uh, it's a nice work out of Greg Abbott. We'll see how it all plays out with you know the high courts and things like that. But uh, I give him an A for effort because, well, you know, it's weird. We have a broken immigration system, but apparently we have, conversely, a secure border. Try, try making sense of that. All right, that'll do it for part two of the cut sheet. We'll come back, find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show today. Uh, today in music history. And who won Twitter and YouTube today? Friday, Kale and Company. Be right back. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. The Dawn Show, 
coming up in just about eight minutes, and we find out what she has lined up for 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, we do have an update with somebody in custody amid the search for a 17-year-old escaped murder suspect. So there's somebody now in custody, an 18-year-old. We're going to update that story for you, as well as the rest of the day's news uh, locally, nationally. Remember Trump, the the closing, the final remarks today in that Manhattan courtroom. So we're going to check in on that one. Coming up at 1030, talk to Commonwealth Foundation's Nate Benfield, who is going to expand on the, the budget report today. As I mentioned, uh, Governor Josh Shapiro is expected to release his new blueprint saying he wants to afford to, he wants to make it so that in Pennsylvania, your higher education, your college or higher education is unbelievably affordable so we'll break down those numbers and talk to you about that and on the education front there's so much education news in pennsylvania because today is one of the deadlines should have been earlier this week for the so-called charter school lottery a lot of parents in philadelphia very upset about this because it's a lottery where you get lucky not that younger kids can earn their way into some of these best schools dozens of Good schools. So we'll talk about the delays, some of the problems, some of the controversies okay. within that, and also the budget, obviously, Pennsylvania. Okay. Looking forward to that as we get to uh, the new element that we debuted this week, which we call Every Day Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history on Caitlin Company. Today, January 26th, notable albums released on this day include Elton John's Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player in 73, and Simon and Garfunkel's last album, Bridge Over Troubled Water, in 1970. Prince also made his TV debut on American Bandstand on this day in 1980. And lastly, some birthdays to celebrate. Tom Kiefer of Cinderella turned 63, and the greatest guitarist I ever saw alive was born today in 1955, <laughs> although we lost him in 2020. The name, Eddie Van Halen. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Omquist. Wow. All right, thank you very much, Phil. I also have a new single coming out today called Don't Shoot Me, I'm Just a Radio Host. <laughs> but that'll drop later today wherever you get your music. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with Who Won Twitter and YouTube today. Who Won Twitter. Who Won Twitter. Enzo the Baker wins Twitter. He says, if I'm Trump, I wait until Haley drops out and then... A- and then announce RFK Jr. as my VP candidate. You accomplish two things. You win easily because RFK gives you independent voters who don't like Biden-Harris. And more importantly, you say F you and thanks for nothing to the RNC. Not a terrible Ooh. idea. Yep. Not terrible at all. All right, that's it. Everybody have a great rest of your Friday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. And we are back Monday morning at 6 a.m. Until then. Sick of you. <laughs> I'm sick of all of this shit. I'm done with it. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.